for promos? Shut the fuck up, Kent. Welcome to the Friday Night Super Show on its new home, DabinAladdin.com. With its host, Dabin Aladdin. I run the Super Show now. The Super Show is my show now. I run the Super Show now. This is my show now, you bitch. I run the Super Show, bitch. The Super Show is my show now. I run the Super Show now. This is my show now. Wow, wow. It's my show. I run the Super Show, not you. This is my show now, it's mine. I run the Super Show. This is my show. The Dabbing Aladdin Show. Dabbing Aladdin Friday Night Super Show. It's my show now. Dabbing Aladdin Friday Night Super Show. It's my show now. Dabbing Aladdin Show. All other Friday night shows are fake. This is mine. The Friday Night. Super show, hosted by Davin or Ladin, no one else, it's my show. Davin or Ladin, Friday night, super show. Davin or Ladin, Davin or Ladin, Davin or Ladin, I run the super show now, it's all Davin or Ladin, Davin or Ladin, Friday night, super show, Davin or Ladin, Friday night. Super show, dabbing Aladdin, dabbing Aladdin. It's a super show, Friday night. It's a super show, Friday night. It's a super show, my show now. Super show, my show now. Super show, my show now. It's a super show, my show. Dabbing Aladdin, Friday night. Super show, I started this show, it's my show, it's not your show, it's the Dab and Aladdin, Friday night, super show, this show is all Dab and Aladdin, I run the show, it's the Dab and Aladdin, Friday night, super show, the super show is my show now, Dab and Aladdin, Friday night, super show. Hey, yeah. how are you? How you doing? How's your mother? What's up, all you fucking blacks, Jews, trannies, everybody listening? What's fucking going on? It is Friday night. We are here. It is 7-10, the fucking dab 420. Unpopular opinion, 7-10 isn't a fucking holiday. I know all you fucking dab and weed people on Instagram want to go and be like, It's 7-10, everybody happy 7-10, do a dab. It's not, it's not 420. There's only one 420. It's on 420. It's Hitler's birthday, and we all smoke weed to celebrate, and 7-10 is just another day. It's cool that 7-10 upside down looks like oil, and that means dabs, I get it, blah, blah, blah. But there's only one 420, and it was only like three months ago. So this isn't 420, it's 7-10. I did a a dab today. It wasn't a fucking big, like, meet up with the friend. Like, 420 is a fucking book in my, 420 is a day in my book. I'm sorry, I'm already fucked up. Um, 
710 is it it just doesn't have that. 420 I actually get nostalgic about and think about 420's past and I have to plan my 420's. I always do something very important on 420 that I like to remember whether it's hang out with a specific friend, go to a specific place, do something. 420 is a fucking holiday for me. And it is something I get nostalgic about. Something that I also get nostalgic about that we all get nostalgic about especially in times like this when we don't know if we're ever going to be inside one of them again is not pussy it is a mall malls are a fucking staple of american culture that have been around forever and we're not just talking about malls tonight ladies and we were talking about everything in malls this started as me and trip thinking we're doing nostalgia show on like music video games and then we said fuck it let's just go all out and let's just do malls where they have everything. We're doing everything that is in a mall. Music, video games, clothes, the water fountain, the bathroom, the fucking vending machines, the food court. Anything in a mall, any category of anything you can find in a mall, whether there's like a fucking shoe from your childhood you remember, a video game, anything like that. It is all fair game tonight. We are going over all of it. This is a fucking Kevin Smith-like mall rat nostalgia episode going over shit from back in the... Who the fuck knows? I mean, I don't know if malls are open now. They might be. But it's been a thing for a while that malls are, like, probably not going to be around for very long with the growth of the internet and shit like that. They say people go to places like that more to browse shit nowadays and then buy everything online. But if there's no malls anymore, I would, like... Here's the fucking place to go. But here, I'm not going to get too far into this myself. Let's buzz in trip and let's get this ball fucking rolling. I think I keep. I know I'm sexy. I've got the look. They drive the cool while I've got the mood. They really move them. I said chill. Up and down there. Fine. I'm just a sexy boy. The homie trip, 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 was popping. What it do, baby? What it do, would, baby? <laughs> would you consider yourself a child of the nineties? Absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. I'm, I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm like a guy that is like, like I hit my teenage years as the nineties were ending. Like I was like yeah. fourteen, fifteen, and like ninety nine. You know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah. So it's like I had I had glory years like during the early early 2000s, but like as far as everything I'm about, like my style, my all like all my shit, like happy times, you know, all of that stuff is is 90s stuff, you know. Hell yeah. Dude, I, I I feel like I'm right in between, like, a 90s kid and, like, a fucking super millennial. You know what I mean? I was, like, right. I, I have enough memories 
like of the nineties, but a lot of it, like, I feel like I didn't get to experience. I was watching like my older cousins that were like your age. Yeah. Like I'd be watching my older cousins who are your age do cool shit. And I'd be like, I want to fucking do that. But then by the time I was there, it was on like kind of on to fucking something else, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like this shit started to move into something else while I was still like, you know, I guess, what you could call like in my prime, you know, it started to yeah. move on to something else, but I was like already like, you know, that was my world and I just never left. Like, honestly, like 96 to 99, I, I just never left, man. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. As far I, as so, everything I'm about. And, so malls are obviously going to get a little bit fucking regional because everybody has like their mall. That you want to see my Tony Hawk skateboard? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's some OG shit. That's some OG shit, dude. I definitely have, yeah, like, got... all Tony Hawk gear with that fucking bird on it and fucking I Element mean, got... shirts and fucking all those skateboard oh, yeah, yeah. brands. Volcom, whatever. They were. World, World Industries, fucking... Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the flame and the fucking... The little flame and then the ice one. Dude! Dude! Remember I Tech Tech still... Skateboards, dog? Remember dude, the fucking no, Tech Tech no, no. Skateboards? What? See, like for me, I was I was an actual skateboarder, so like that shit was uh, bunked us. Like, I mean, we're we like, like what that are you doing too, in but class with that shit. Like, yeah, nah. we skateboarded <laughs> real, but it, in school everybody had the fucking tech decks. Like, even yeah, before I was, skateboarded, everybody had the tech that, decks. That was a kid. Like, that was like once. I'm not gonna play you out on that. I'm just saying, like, once like skating got like super popular and in the mainstream, and they started to do that, it was like. We were past the point of playing with our guys, you know, like I had already locked up like my Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan fucking action figures, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that was like, we weren't, we weren't playing with toys like that anymore, you know what I mean? Like I was trying to grab up on some tit, you know, and shit like that, but we got time for all that. I was, yeah, dude, I was fucking young enough that those were still, like, a fucking thing for me, but anyway, like I was saying, so, like, my youngest memories at a mall would be the fucking Walpole Mall, which is pretty close to where I live now, but when I was, like, really young, up until I was, like, five or six, I lived in Walpole, so that was, like, the main mall we would go to, and that, that's a mall where, like, I don't know if there's an inside to it now, Back then, it was, like, some of the stores you could only access from the outside, and then some of them you could get to from, like, the middle of the mall. And you could walk around the mall. There was, like, one of those big fucking water fountain things and shit. And the main, main attractions of this mall were the Dream Machine Arcade, which as a kid was just, like, the fucking holy grail, the fucking arcade. Now, arcades is another thing that... From watching, like, we've talked about that channel, like, G4, that old video game channel on here before. They did a whole special on arcades once. And watching that made me feel like I really missed the golden era of arcades. Because I, I think it was kind of, like, technically during, like, the 80s, right? Or, like, early 90s. Uh, yeah, definitely. The 80s was the epicenter of, like, arcades. But they definitely got better. And it's not that they were just still around. They were still a thing. But I think, like, the 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 late 80s was probably like the epicenter, uh, you know, but on front street as far as like, arcades go. Yeah, like you had businessmen in there next to like kids. And I don't mean like in a Jeffrey Epstein right. way. I mean like everybody was in the fucking arcade. 
just playing. Like, it was like a new phenomenon. Yeah. Well, well and, and yeah. not only that, dude, like, man, I'm telling you, tonight is one of those nights, like, you're going to have to cut me off at some point because I've just, I got stories for days, you know, about all dude, of these ready, things. Dude, I'm ready, dog. I've I'm drinking got... a couple fucking Steve Wises. I got the fucking Blunts, dog. We chilling, drinky poos. Friday night fucking super show. Take all the time you want. Uh, but we lounge. I, like my dad, like we had this place. Okay, they, there was this place. Um, it was like a go. It, this is not a mall story, but like uh, we used to go there. The the uh, the daycare that I went to, you know, when my uh, parents were working during the summer and stuff. You know, we went there like after school for like an hour or two or whatever. You know what I mean? We went to the whatever, the daycare, after-school care, or whatever, like, at an actual place. And they had arcade games. They had Miss Pac-Man and Galaga at this place. I became super good at that. Uh, Commando, um, Double Dragon, you know, and, and we so we had a bunch of that. But we would also go to this place, and my dad would take me on the weekends, too. And it was a golf, or not a golf, a go-kart place. It's called Malibu Grand Prix. Fuck and man. you might have heard of this place, uh, it, depending on where you live, like because it was like a I haven't franchise. Heard of that place. We had yeah, other was, ones around was, here. We had we had one called like Funway USA and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Everybody that was knows, the same everybody shit. Knows, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows your go kart slash, uh, you know, go kart uh, mini golf. Place. Maybe some fucking yeah, bumper yeah. boats. Yeah. Or some batting cages. They had batting yep, cages yep, at a lot of these yep, places. Exactly. Yeah, so. Dude, for some same, reason, same like, to, like to this day, whenever I smell gasoline, the first thing I think of is, like, bumper boats. I don't know why, but, like, that's what it triggers in my brain. When I smell gasoline, right. not cars, I think of bumper boats, specifically when right. I smell so, gasoline. So every everybody had one of these places somewhere around, you know, that had all this shit. And so, like, I was also this kid that was, like, seven to nine years old that was, like, my dad. Here's how much, like, my dad's a shit. He's still the shit. But, you know, probably did some questionable shit, though. Like, I don't think I would be doing the same type of stuff with my kids as my dad did with me. But I'm glad he did. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my dad is going up to, like, you know, it's like brand new, like more like the new Mortal Kombat's out or the new Killer Instinct, right? And these are arcade games. And my dad is betting like the 16 and 17 year olds that his seven, eight year old son can fucking whip their ass. Oh you know? my god! And I'm like, and I'm like, what do I care? I get to play fucking games for free, and I like winning. So rock on, dad. You know, if you can make 20 yeah. bucks off of this fucking idiot that thinks he's the shit you know and don't get me wrong i mean i lost some but i i've got a i've got a better win win to loss ratio of a lot of that you know what i mean like i kicked ass you know at a lot of that stuff so hustling you yeah yeah my dad would hustle people like after watching me you know or whatever and these were people that like knew all the fatalities like right off the rip and like you know all of those things i i i i learned certain characters and a certain way to play a lot of those arcade games that that had me win pretty often um you know i would choose characters that uh, people like fighting games i would choose characters that like people seldomly played 
you know, and so I had like an algorithm, basically. I had made up an algorithm that was like a recipe for success, more or less. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't care. That's I, what those games spend... were all about, dude. Like, after a while, you realize that the game is, isn't about, like, the graphics and, like, playing like that. It's just like a simple fucking combination of things you have to do, like, over and over again. And once right. you figure that out, the little algorithm or whatever, special... like you said. Yeah, that's including, like, special moves and all of that stuff. But, you mm-hmm. know, the one thing that I did learn uh, doing that uh, as as a young gentleman was uh, picking those lesser-known characters and becoming really good at them because they didn't, um, they didn't uh, know how to – they didn't know how to uh, – uh, defend against a lot of that shit you know what i'm saying yeah 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 no that 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 fucking makes total sense you play the guy that they don't know how to play against haven't really seen the fucking film on for like for me dude i i played mortal kombat at arcades a bit i remember like they always had mortal kombats and like puppaginos for some reason so anytime we'd go to like a puppaginos or like pizza huts when those were still around they'd always have a fucking mortal kombat machine you could play but at yeah. the regular arcade, like, my earliest memories of, like, the Dream Machine and shit. See, the thing is, when you're a kid, your main thing at the arcades a lot of times is just getting tickets and getting prizes. But from the games, like the fucking, like, the Mortal Kombat-type games, you don't get any tickets from that. That's just, like, a competitive play-against-each-other game. The ones that give you the tickets are, like, the skee-ball, shit like that. So these games, yeah. you have to really like one if I you're a little kid like and you're not getting any tickets. I, Not only that, I, but I would like, always be kid, about the tickets and the prizes because I was a baller. Nah, but the games nah, like that my parents, the games that I fucking liked enough to there'd be one where you it had like rolls of like tickets it looked like and they'd be going and you'd have to put the quarter in the machine and it would have to land on one of the lines and not be on the sides and if it did that you'd get a bunch of tickets. I'd always do shit like that because I wanted prizes. But the games I liked enough to play, even though I wasn't getting tickets would be the X-Men game and the Simpsons game. Oh, Simpsons game, I dude. think, was at oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, those were great. Yeah, those yeah, were great. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, thinking of those ones that weren't necessarily like, you know, one-on-one fighting games. Uh, but, yeah, the Simpsons game, X-Men. Um, oh, you could play with like three or four different people. That was like the old Xbox yeah, Live. Yeah. You'd be there with three people I, that you didn't know, and you'd all be fucking kicking ass together. Like I would always choose Nightcrawler uh, for that first X Men game. Um, you know they also had like the Ninja Turtles one and shit like that. Like there was, there were some pretty cool gnarly uh, games. But then you know also as I got older, like we would do. I mean it was the the one on one fighting games like Soul Calibur two is probably the thing that I'm ever been best at is Soul Calibur two, and uh, I won. I got that out of jail. I only played Soul Calibur on video game systems. Yeah, no, no. Soul Calibur 2, the, the actual fucking, um, there was a, and it was big. It wasn't just like looking at a screen. Like they had a, you know, like a flat screen, essentially. Yeah. And you played it separate from the actual controllers, you know. Uh, so it like, I mean, it was a dope-ass fucking new thing yeah. at the time. Yo, but uh, have, uh, oh yeah, no, I, uh, I was gonna say we have we have a caller now. Uh, I know we don't usually buzz anyone in for a bit, but 
we, we, we've uh, been going 20 minutes. Dennis isn't here tonight. Who knows where, where he is. But uh, we got fucking Sergio on the line, who himself right, is a but- child of mine. What's profit search, Master Flight? Hey, well, I forgot about your format. Sorry, man. Although I would oh, argue it's all good. that, like, like, yeah, yeah, I would like, argue I that got... I was so excited about the cho- about uh, the X Men game that I had to call in because okay, that I shit is fucking dope. Like story though, I just yeah. got yeah, to finish right. the story. We go right oh, yeah, back, go back it, to X Men. But so, Sorry, man. and and I was like probably second or third best amongst all my friends uh, at at Soul Caliber too. Soul Caliber, yeah. Soul Calibur 2. So, um, going back to malls here for a second. Okay, so I was 18. I got out of jail, okay? And my mom was like, you're going off to work with a friend of mine in Idaho that does business with us for two weeks while we figure out all this legal shit. Like, I don't want you running the streets, right? You know, yeah. I was like freshly 18. I was just out of high school and I was like already going to jail and shit, you know, over, you know, having to whip people's asses or whatever. But that's a whole other. Oh, yeah. So so I go off and I fly into Spokane, Washington, and the guy lives in Idaho, but it's like right on the Idaho, Washington border or whatever. And, like, he's got his own life, you know, he's doing this as a favor to my mom, and I go and, like, you know, work in his uh, warehouse during the day just to organize shit and, you know, get shit back in order for, like, two weeks, right? And, but there's a mall nearby. So I'm hanging out at this mall in this place I've never been in Spokane, Washington, and fucking uh, there's these dudes, and I see, like, you know, I'm hanging out with these guys just shooting the shit or whatever. And there's a Soul Calibur 2 tournament that Friday, right? So I show up with these guys. They play in it. You know, there's like, there's probably like 30, like 30 people that enter this tournament at this mall in Spokane, right? I win the whole thing. Long story short, I win the whole thing, right? What's the prize? And then... It's like 20 bucks and a fucking pizza from next door, right? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's nothing, it's nothing like to beat, like, for me, I beat 30 kids in a place I had never been. You know what I mean? Yeah. My age and older and younger, you know what I mean? So I was just like, whatever, like, I was happy to have the extra 20 and the fucking pizza. So me and the three dudes I had become friendly with, you know, fucking, I took, I pocketed the fucking cash and we all ate this large pizza together, you know what I mean? But it was like, it was fucking dope, man, you know what I mean? Like, I was just getting out of jail in South Carolina, got shipped to fucking Spokane, and, and like, just entered this Soul Calibur 2 tournament, and ended up, it was just a weird fucking time in life, man, but it always comes back to the malls, you know, there, there's, there's, It's not just nostalgia. Like, honestly, if you want to talk about my story as a young man, it, it would be hard to tell that story without the fucking mall. It really would. It really would. Oh, yeah. Yo, he spoke yeah, in dirty as fuck. What's up? 
Is Spokane dirty as fuck? Because, I mean, from what I've heard, that place is, like, kind of economically depressed and shit. I mean, this was 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about so, the time I met I mean, from Spokane. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, I grew up in Atlanta, dude, so, you know, I, <laughs> like, like, it was nice. Like, there was, like, yeah. trees and air and clean <laughs> air up there, you know, and oh, somewhat yeah. mountainous, somewhat mountainous as well. So it was like, this is pretty to me, you know. It's not like a Fuck grimy yeah. inner city. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so fucking... But, yeah, anyway, that game right? game was the shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, that game was the fucking shit. But it's so like, when I, when I went... Ah, I'm fucking fucked up already. When I was younger, like, I would mainly go to, like, the Walpole Mall and shit like that when I was, like, a, a kid. But then when I was, like, like fucking, you know, like, 12, 13 and all through my fucking teenage years, I feel like the main one I would go to was the fucking Natick Mall. And that was, like, the place to be for me because there was, like, nothing modern in Needham, the town I grew up in. Any t- like, there was, like, a format in Needham. Anytime a store closed there would be a rumor throughout the whole town that it was going to be a Wendy's and then it would not become a Wendy's and it would become a bank because the town is all Jews. And that would pretty much be what happened every time a fucking store closed. Everybody would just dream that there was going to be some fucking Wendy's or some modern place, a GameStop, something like that, and there never would be. But at the Natick Mall, they had a GameStop in the mall and then they had a GameStop directly across the street from the mall, which I never understood why you need two GameStops literally across the street from each other. But I guess they both did enough business to fucking stay there. But so they had the fucking GameStop. They had an arcade at the Natick Mall. I, I, did, I only went in there like a few times. I was not in that arcade as much as I ever went to the fucking Dream Machine. I remember one time at that arcade... I was playing DDR Max with my sister in the fucking fat nerd working at the arcade, just sat there watching us play DDR Max and then told us that we were fucking stomping on the pad too much and kept telling us to like stop stepping so hard. It was like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm fucking dancing over here trying to hit these fucking arrows. Don't you worry about how hard I'm stepping on the fucking arrows, you know? But that that arcade was all right. The fucking GameStops were sick. One of my funniest memories at the Natick Mall is when I was probably like 12 or 13, I was like a fat wigger. And I like really wanted to be in G-Unit. And I was just like a fucking, you know, a nerd with bleached hair and really wanted to be black and hang out with 50 Cent and Eminem. And I had like... Back then, like, 20 bucks was, like, a decent amount of money for me. You know what I mean? And I fucking remember I bought a G-Unit chain. And there was, a there was like, a black people clothing store there called Demos. I had some G-Unit shit. I got mine dude, from, like, TJ Maxx. Like, it was all secondhand yeah, dude, shit. That, like, yes. That's where it ended up a couple months after it came out, but like right I think when mine was like shit. mine was like F mine was like F unit shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but dude, so right when G unit like first dropped, they had in this fucking dude. It was hilarious. They had the clothing store demos, which was like hood clothing, and this was in the Natick Mall. And then across yeah. from there, they had a store. I forget what it was called. It was called, like, it might have been called, like, like fucking, I, dude, it honestly might have been called Champs. 
And that's hilarious if the stores are called yeah. Demos and Champs. Those are both two of my aliases. But fucking this other store called, called I'm pretty sure it was Champs, dude. It was literally a Chinese guy selling do-rags. And it was the funniest store ever. Because you just <laughs> walk in, this Chinese guy selling do-rags and fake chains. But in the demo store, they had, like, all the fucking G-Unit t-shirts that were probably, like, 35 apiece. And then they had a G-Unit chain that spun around. And that shit was, like, 20 bucks. And I spent 20 bucks on it. I bought it. And then on all Damn, the Damn, that's fucking, like the one the game had. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, dude, I thought I was I was hated in love with the underdogs on top. Just fucking walking around the mall with my fucking chain, dog. And it was, like, 20 bucks fucking spun around like like you know, 50 cents. I was dude, this is the shit, right? And dude, dude, I spent you know 50 bucks cash on it, right? Hang on. And on the fucking yeah. receipt, they fucking highlight on the back, like, no returns, blah, 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 blah. So I have the receipt. I'm, I'm rocking this chain. And, like, the mall is one of the first places where you get, like, freedom. You know what I mean? Your parents will drop you off there and then pick you up. You'll meet some friends there, whatever. Right, so, right, right. So, yeah, so she had, like, dropped me off there. She comes, picks me up. I'm just rocking this fucking G unit chain. Like, what's up, ma? I'm in fucking G unit now. <laughs> and uh, she freaked my out. My dad would have been, yeah. My she, dad would have been like, take that inward yeah. shit off. <laughs> my mom's like, how much was that? I was like twenty dollars. She's like, you're returning that right now. I was like, I mean, I'm not no, returning. No it. refunds, ma. No yeah, refunds, yeah. ma. <laughs> Dude, she, I told her that. She fucking took the receipt, took the chain, and went in that store and fought with the fucking hood dude behind the counter until they gave the $20 back. <laughs> and I did. I was not in G-Unit anymore. But I was in G-Unit for like an hour at the Natick Mall, dude. I was fucking you know, thugging. You know what one of my most, uh, I guess, one some of my cringiest moments, uh, however... It felt fantastic, like the the. But I had two like terry cloth fucking outfits when those were a thing, like two thousand four, probably like two thousand three. Soft one. You know the terry cloth, like uh, like like Sean John and fucking um, oh, yeah, yeah, like the Echo shit. Yeah, like yeah. I had two of those. I wish I still had them. I really do. I still had the Echo shirt that went with it. But one was just like baby blue, and I, it was like Sean John shit. And then I had another one that was an Echo one, and it was like a vest and like shorts that were terry cloth, and I'd be fucking rocking Timberlands and shit with it. Like, oh, dude, yeah. you know me. And I know not everybody does, but like, you know me? Imagine me with that shit on, dude. Yeah, but I dude. was like, I, I was I, like, don't get me wrong, I look good in it, but it definitely wasn't my gimmick. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Dude, like, I, it was, it was, it, dude, shit, dude, they hit dude. me with a new gimmick. Come 2000, late 2003, <laughs> they hit me with a new gimmick, and they were like, dude. you got to fucking be the American badass now, dude. You know, I'm sorry, this <laughs> fucking this Hardy look. Dude, this Jeff Hardy look is fucking tired for you. Why don't you try this gimmick? Like, <laughs> It's hilarious all the gimmicks and phases that you go through when you're younger. And all of those are at the mall. Like, I literally... And it's funny because I could never really pull them off because I was always fat. So it was always, like, just a complete fail. 
but there was like a time when I was watching MTV and saw that everybody on like the real world was wearing like Aeropostale clothes. So I went to the mall right. and got some like clothes. And then there was a time when I wanted to be Jeff Hardy. So I went to Hot Topic to get the fucking lace things for my arms. I, I didn't See, wear them my real school. shit. I wasn't a goth, but I would wear them at home and do swanton bombs on my bed and pretend I was Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? The, the Jeff, and then, yeah, and then, the Jeff Hardy shit's yeah. my shit, though. And then, and then obviously, I, I went through the gangster phase where I thought I was in G-Unit. And then eventually, when you, when you finally mature into your final self, I feel like you go back to whichever phase you did from your childhood that worked the best. Like, I went through numerous phases, and then basically from when I was probably 12 to when I was, like, 16, it was just wrestling t-shirts. And then yeah. it was just ordering t-shirts off WWEshop.com, saving all my money for when I went to a wrestling event, and then I'd buy a bunch of wrestling t-shirts there, and it was all wrestling shirts. And then from there, then I went back to the gangster shit that I was doing before the wrestling shit. And then from there, I just went to, like, kind of like a hippie-ish phase, just like, you know, like just wearing like kind of whatever, not really caring. And then now in the last few years, I've matured to the, to, you know, the complete evolved form of myself, which is like, there was a time where I was wearing highly offensive shirts in it. Like that was somewhere in between the gangster and the wrestling phase. And now I've gone into a mix of all the phases where I wear offensive wrestling shirts, pretty much exclusively Chris Benoit shirts. I just ordered like eight new Chris Benoit shirts. I already have like five of them or more. So I'm pretty much going to be wearing all, and that that's pretty much, I think, the most mature version of myself is wearing all shirts of a guy who murdered his wife. I think that pretty much sums it up. I, I still have a lot of, like, I have shirts that are literally 21 years old. I have, the like, an, an original, like, the first Slipknot shirt that ever came out. I have, like, the oh. first corn shirt that ever came out, like, in 94, 95. You know, I have some stuff that's still, like, 25 years old. And then I have a bunch of stuff I wish that I still had uh, that at my buddy Colin, his dad still has them in a closet in uh or in the attic like in a box like mine and his t-shirts from like high school like in a fucking box and next time it's it, sadly I'm sadly jealous, it's dude. probably gonna be when he dies is when me and colin <laughs> are gonna meet up and go back through that you know he lives in dc now i live in florida but whenever his dad passes we're gonna go through like we've already talked about it like go and go through all of our old shit and yeah. do that up. You know? like, but, um, but like I had the gangster shit didn't last long for me as far as a look, but it's like for yeah. right now, like you look at my closet. I mean, I still, I always wear Jinko t-shirt or Jinko uh, shorts, you know, or South pole, um, you know, baggy, baggy fucking shorts or jeans, you know, that's just my shit. I don't wear anything else really except for jeans. I wear basketball shorts when I like mow the grass and shit. You know, I traded in my skate shoes for flip flops, so I pretty mm. much exclusively wear flip flops unless it's too cold outside, which only happens two months out of the year here in Florida. Dude, so dude, I don't but, give but a then, fuck anymore, dude. Dude, I fucking went from like having to have the cleanest, freshest Jordans to be like, I'm just going to wear whatever I don't have to tie. Whether it's sandals, boat shoes, 
some boots that already have the fucking things tied. Whatever I don't have to tie and can walk out the door the easiest, that's what I'm fucking yeah. wearing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I rock flip-flops literally fucking like 80% of my life. If I, like I could, I would, flip-flops. dude. If I could, I would, bro. That's the but, fucking way it goes, dude. You don't need to tie some shit. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, like, as far as my shirt collection goes, like, that's where it gets fucking hectic, right? So I've got stuff from, um, I've got fucking, um, band t-shirts and that I've had since forever. And then I've got, like, a handful of, like, my political shit, like Calvin pissing on the thin blue line and fucking my libertarian party shirts and you know all my libertarian shit like i've got that stuff from like the past six or seven eight years and then um you know then i've got like liquor t-shirts like it's just a dirt bag central if you go look at the t-shirts in my closet so yeah you know i fucking wish that did we we lose power just in lily's room yeah Okay. All right. We'll go. Trip's got a storm down in Florida. Yeah, we, so yeah, we, we got storms going on. So, well, I, we didn't disconnect, obviously, but um, for some reason, just my daughter's room went out. That's weird. That might be a ghost. <laughs> that might not be the But that's the purely storm. speculation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. But, uh, no, nah, dude... I fucking wish I still had old shit like that. Like, I, I obviously went through a whole skater phase, too, where I had the Element t-shirts and fucking Bam yeah, Margera shit. Yeah, I still a lot of those, too. All that, yeah. too. But the thing is, is I was so, like... I, and I changed weight so many times, too. I went from skinny, fat, like, so I would, you know, throw out all my clothes. But also, every time I switched a phase, it was like, it's not a phase, Mom. I'm a skater forever. I'm a video game forever. <laughs> You are such a poser, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You are such a poser. (laughs) But anyway, you know, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, that was the other cool thing is that I, when I was a kid, I bought all of my shit, like, super large, like, and I was probably, like, a small and or medium, like, when I was a kid, you know, but I bought everything, like, my T-shirts, I bought them all large. So, like, I still fit in. I I actually, like, fit into everything, like, the way I'm supposed to now. But I've had these things for fucking 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> like, I've had I've, this shit for I've 20 years, and now it fits me. <laughs> dude, I've, I, you know what I've noticed, dude? I get along better with people who do the same thing I do and just wear T-shirts of shit they like and shit they find yeah. funny. If name brand shit you're a faggot and we're probably not going to get along if you have to wear shit like that is like you know this is like this expensive brand and this uh, that's for girls all right you should just wear a shirt of of the either the sports team that you like or a shirt that you think is funny or a band you like or of weed or alcohol you don't need to fucking go out and get a fucking banana republic faggot shirt like a fucking homo i don't get along with those people at all 
And I, and if no, I no, can't wear a watch shirt there, I'm not going really at the end of the day. That's pretty much what it is, dude. Because that's how I find people that I like. If I like the dude I became friends with in Chicago that I hung out with when he fucking came to Boston, he had on a Chris Ben watch shirt. That was the first time I ever saw a Chris Ben watch shirt and I was like, And you're this like is it's instant family. Get along with. It's like instant yeah, right. Exactly. You know you could be instant best friends with that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I see somebody that has on an AEW shirt, I'm like, that dude's probably sucked a few dicks, and I'm probably not going to get along. You know what I mean? But you, you can totally judge somebody based on their fucking... Like, dude, no. one of the cool people I've ever met, every time I've ever met him, he's had on a fucking Cottonmouth Kings tour t-shirt of a girl with hits out. And he's had on that shirt one. every single time I've seen him. Some people may think that's trashy. I think he's a fucking man. Right, I got I got a shaggy too dope shirt that has fucking him grab an animated him grabbing his nuts, flipping the bird, and on the back it just says "fuck off" in the hugest letters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I still got that shit. And then my wife's like, I'm not going. I'm like, I'm not going out, but my wife doesn't even want me to wear it around the house with the kids and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck off. <laughs> but. Yeah. It's, you know, but but yeah, I was about to say probably the only name brand shit that I have like that is a subsidiary of you know my co- Tennessee, my college football team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like that's the only name like Nike shit that I got is no, stuff that's like that's like stuff what of I said. That's team. like that that's like pretty similar to owning a band T-shirt, owning a T-shirt of a team you like. Because it's a fucking, you know, it's the same thing. It's some shit that you like. I own, like, a lot of Patriot shit. If you look through my closets, right? Dude, one of the fucking most hilarious things about my closet right now, I own between 10 and 20 shirts from my friend's brand. And my friend's brand is made in Boston. I fucking have looked up to this dude for, like, forever. Since when I was 18, I discovered his brand. And it was, like, one of the first, like, entrepreneur dudes that I knew that I was, like, that's something that I want to do. And this is his logo, right? Made in Boston. The three. He, I, he, you told he's me a, about him. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So he 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 was a fucking construction worker. He's an engineer. He was at a job site one day, and he saw on the side of a ladder. Have you seen the Made in the USA thing with the three with the three fingers yeah, up with the yeah, OK the sign? Okay. Star? Right. That's what yeah, we're getting to. The made okay in the thing. USA and has that. Yeah. He was like, I'm gonna put the B for the Red Sox in the middle and have it be made in Boston. He did this. He is a like Jewish dude. He's he's like you know so he he hangs out with a lot of like hippie-ish people. If Donald Trump has taught us one thing, it's that branding is everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, dude, like I fucking I've supported this dude's brand forever. Like I used to buy shirts from him like in bulk and then sell them to people, and like everybody would buy made in Boston shirts for me. So I have like a bunch because I'd always keep some for me because they're fucking dope, right? So, my fucking wardrobe is, like, half, or probably not half, but, like, uh, probably, like, a quarter of the fucking shirts I own are fucking made in Boston shirts. And now this dude is changing his logo because he thinks it means fucking white power because that's, like, what people on the internet think now. Which is complete bullshit, dude. Yeah. (laughs) And now, like, he's, like, if you see that, like, now they fucking all think that means, like, white power. It's just so fucking stupid, dude. You can't fucking change everything, dude. I I still, I'm still wearing those shirts, like, all, now I like them even more, to be completely honest with you. Now I'm gonna wear that shit even fucking more. 
And, <laughs> and I hope people think it means different shit. Dude, I made shirts last year. Patriots have a running back called James White, and he's black, obviously. And I made shirts that just have James White on them, and they say White Power. And Can then, I ask, has uh, there ever been a white running back? I can't really think of one, <laughs> like, honestly. Uh, Burkhead. There's the guy that's on the fucking. Uh, what's I mean, his that's name? worth a fuck. I mean, anybody really worth a fuck that you would the put Panthers. like on? They're fragile, dude. I would never take a white running back <laughs> on my fan team. It, I'm not doing it. There's the Mick, whatever his name is, the McCaffrey on the fucking Mick, Panthers. Mick McGillicuddy. Yeah. Yeah, Mick something or other. <laughs> Fucking Runny McRunning back on the fucking Bengals, whatever. You know? I don't fucking. <laughs> right, and they're all play for Ohio teams. You know what I'm saying? Of course, why would they not? You know? Yeah. Speedy McRun fast. <laughs> fucking team it is. But. <laughs> I argued with the dude in my fantasy league all year last year. I was like. Why would you take him? Why, like, why would you take a white running back? He's gonna get hurt. And every time he busts a big play, he would like talk so much shit to me. I'd be, he's, I'd be like, yeah, I mean that's one, but you know he's gonna get hurt soon. He's white running you see, back. You it's see not, him start springing and uh, grabbing his yeah. hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, yeah dude, dude, and dude, I, I, I fucking went like, definitely in, dude. So there was the fucking. I went through a nerd phase, too, where I was ordering all fucking nerd shirts off, like, Think Geek and shit like that when I was big into World of Warcraft and Halo 2. And then fucking in the gangster phase, though, fitted hats were big. Obi was talking about fitted hats the other I, night on I his only, show. I still, I still only wear fitted hats. I don't like anything I, other than fitted I'm hats. I'm big on the dad hats now. Dude, so honestly, this is the complete and honest truth. When I was, like, younger... I wanted to rock the, like, dad-style hats and the trucker hats so bad, but I had only rocked fitted hats and dressed like a wigger for so long that I was like, I can't just wear a fucking, like, Coors Light dad hat now because it's going to look, people are going to call me a fag because they're used to seeing me dressed like Eminem, so I, I can't do that. And then now, a cu- uh, like, a couple years ago, Nas and Fabulous started rocking dad hats, and I was like, yo, now I can do it. And I fucking just started buying all the ones they would wear. Nas had some on his brand. Like, Fabulous would rock some ill ones. I bought all the ones Fabulous would wear. He had one with, like, Allen Iverson stepping over the guy. He had one with Pablo Escobar on it. And then I started making Dab and Aladdin dad ass. First batch, I made a bunch of New Era snapbacks. Dude, snapbacks, that is nostalgia right there. When I was little, dude, snapbacks were the cheap hats. You wanted faded hats, they gave you snapbacks for, like, Little League because they were cheap. And then they'd give oh, you fuck fucking yeah. like you have to buy the snapback like the fitted hats. The fitted hats were super nice because those were the ones the players wore on the field for fucking baseball. And then and then now it came like fitted. I mean snapbacks like came back as like a nostalgia thing, and now they're super popular. Fuck and like when that. I dude when I first made hats, I was like I was so excited when they came back because I was like those are from my childhood. I want to rock them. Like there was the authentic ones would have the fucking green snap thing or whatever. I'm pretty sure. Or no, it would be green under the bill. That's fucking what it was. The old authentic ones. But when I first made Dab and Aladdin hats, I made half dad hats and I made half new era snapbacks. Now I just do dad hats because I don't really rock snapbacks anymore. I'll rock a snapback once in a while. But I think 
I think the dad hats are fresher and, and more the, mature. The, the dab, the dab comedy uh, hat is the only one that I still have. Like all of my yeah. snapback shit, I give to my kids. You know that my kids have those, but the dab comedy but, hat is the only I one that I have, have that, that isn't a fitted hat. Yeah, definitely, dude. I fucking something. I this is completely off topic. But the last couple days, what's been running through my head, because, dude, I've been, like, thinking a lot, because, dude, I fucking bought, like, I'm thinking, thinking, I'm gonna thinking, gonna rise to the top, oh, yeah, but I fucking, I get my new computer, and I'm, like, think I'm gonna hit the ground running, and then the fuck, I start having these internet troubles, I've had three internet technicians here this week, they've all come in, and they all do nothing, and then fucking, they all come in, do nothing, it starts working, they're like, oh, the, the last guy literally came in here with conspiracy theories that my neighbor is fucking with the wire. And then they unfucked with it when he showed up. He's like, I just have to run some tests. But they, see, he, he was like, I think, he was like, I think maybe they're on to us. I think maybe they saw me pull up and they fixed it because now it's working. Oh, and I just, I've, I've seen it time <laughs> and time again. <laughs> like, you want to just make it so it works and not hit me with fucking conspiracy theories about my fucking neighbors? And just, like, fix my fucking cable and internet, dude. Let me tell you something you don't know, Joe. Have you heard of the 5G network? Not only is it causing your internet to go out, it's probably giving you cancer. (laughs) This dude's literally Alex Jones in me in my fucking living room. He's like, (laughs) I think maybe. He's like, you don't know where this wire goes from here. You don't know what they're doing with this wire. You don't know who's touching what? it. You, know, you see, the goal you was to put in place your neighbors that uh, they, they they hijack your networks and uh, download all your porn, everything that neighbors you're all about. And, and what they basically have is a biotech thumbprint of your entire life. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's nothing for the government to put in operatives that live right next in the apartment right next to you so you know there's a whole database that they have a biotech thumbprint of everybody out there at this point yeah that's pretty much what he was doing in my fucking living room and they told me each time the fucking indian that i yelled at on the fucking phone told me (laughs) that they didn't come in my apartment and it was all outside and each time they didn't do anything outside, they just came in my apartment and told me how nice the AC was. And then told me conspiracy theories. <laughs> and, and then, dude, that's another thing I want to talk about malls, AC. But while we're on yeah. this shit, then they fucking send the fucking third musketeer today. And 7.30 a.m., I just stayed up all night waiting for him. I was like, this guy's going to fucking get it at 7.30 a.m. I'm not going to bed. I'm not missing this fuck. I'm staying up all night, and at 7.30 a.m., this guy's fucking getting it. So he calls me at 7.30 a.m., and I answered. I'm like, yep, they actually said I don't need to be there because it's all outside, so have fun out there. And he's like, uh, well, can you, like, come down here because I don't know, like, where it is. I'm like, fine. So I go down. I bring him up here. He looks at the wire, and he tells me that it's go- it's a bad old wire, which is better than giving me a conspiracy theory. And he says they need to talk to the building people 
and fucking replace this wire. But for until they replace it, which he said is probably going to be two weeks, my internet is just going to be going fucking in and out. So I can't really do, like, what I want to fucking do with all this shit because half the time I don't have fucking internet. Like, it just randomly goes out for, like, a day at a time. I won't have internet. I'll wake up and hope it's fucking there and it's not there. So, like, I've been trying to, like, build the whole network and do everything, and it's not there. But I've just been thinking about it. I was like... Because I've been running my Instagram more just like a brand now. Like, if you look at it, it's mainly pictures of swords. It's like some pictures of me and funny shit, but like mainly swords and videos of me making swords. Yeah. I was like, I, I should probably separate Dab Comedy and Dab and Aladdin more and have Dab and Aladdin really just be run like a brand and then have Dab Comedy really just be like a fucking network and just run it like completely separate right. so that people fucking are interested in the swords don't even necessarily have to know that I do like the comedy shit, but that's a thing for another time. I mentioned air conditioning in there. When I was fucking younger, we didn't have air conditioning a lot of the time. Like we, we had, we had, we had air conditioners in every room by the time I was probably like a teenager. And then sometime in my teens, we got central air installed, but still didn't have it in the basement, which is where my fucking room was. But when I was Damn, younger, dude, dude yeah, when I was younger, dude, on days when it was, like, really fucking hot, my parents would just take us to the mall. That was, like, the fucking move. They'd be like, it's too hot to be in the fucking house. Let's go to the fucking mall today because we don't have air conditioning. And we'd go to the fucking mall and walk. I remember one day when I was, like, really little, my mom took me and my sister to the mall because it was too hot in our fucking house. And she had, like, a gift. She was a teacher. And one of her students had got her, like, a gift card. They had gift cards to, like, anywhere in the mall. Like, you could just get a mall to, like, a gift card to the fucking South Shore Plaza. So she had, like, a gift card to that, and she bought us, like, this little fucking, like, basketball hoop. And we thought it was the fucking shit because we were little, and it was fucking dope. But, like, the fucking memories of being a little kid at the mall are all fucking, like, you know, wholesome memories with the family. Like most little kid memories. And then after that, as the teenager the mall was, like, always, like, new shit. Because we didn't have any, like, real new shit in my town, like I said. Like, I was so excited when they started having, like, even advertisements for Halo at 7-Eleven in my town. And, like, when they start selling video games at 7-Eleven, because I was like, finally, this is, like, something fucking modern. I'd always go to the mall, a fucking chubby teenager, thinking I was going to get pussy, and I never did. I would always go to the fucking mall and walk around and think I was going to get laid. And never fucking did. I listen. I never like quote unquote like got laid at the mall. Like I never fucked anybody at the mall. But I definitely, uh, you know, set up and did hook up at the mall because we also had the movie theater, right? You know, I mentioned this to you last night. Like the movie theater is like the first time I ever fucking felt a pair of tits. And made out with chicks, like, when I was, like, 12, 13, I'm talking, like, 12, 13 years old, like, and I would go, and it's, like, once again, the most important thing at that age, you know, what we were talking about was that, you know, it was the first place that you could go at that age where your parents would fucking drop you off and say, yeah, we're going to go to the mall and to the arcade and go watch a movie and you can pick us up at 930 or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, uh... And as long as you met your parent or whoever's mom or whoever outside at whatever time, 
the movie like let out like you were good, you know. So you could go yeah. bug out and fucking hang out with your homies and run whatever game that you could. And man, like every date, it was like, can you have your mom drop you off at the fucking mall? Okay, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're good on that. Da, da, da. And so it was like, every, like I, dude, I watched so many movies I couldn't even fucking remember what like. And we're talking about like epic movies that everybody knows, like from the late nineties. And and like I was just doing it to fucking you know rub up on legs and fucking feel tits and make out with chicks and shit like it was like like that was like your oh, sexual yeah. experience and then you take that home and you start to fucking jerk off you know what I mean like oh, that's yeah. like that's your that's your super sexual that's... experiences at that age you know yeah, is dude. making out with a dude making out with a chick and fucking feeling some tit. And like rubbing legs and shit, like man, Fuck yeah. that's that's the shit when you're that age, man. Like oh, you yeah. might as well be scoring at that age, and, and man, that, yeah. there's something to be said about it, dude, regardless. I'll never <laughs> forget, dude. I was probably like, I was probably like 12 or 13. I remember, uh, I went, we went to the movies in Randolph. I remember me, my dad, and my sister. And my dad and my sister went into one movie, and then I went to go see the movie The Others. The fuck? You remember right. that movie? It was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. scary movie with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. She fucking, spoiler alert, she kills her kids. Yeah. So fucking, <laughs> I was like a... <laughs> I was 20, like a 20 year old kid. spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,. I, I remember, like, my dad said he was going to come back and forth to the movie and check on me, so don't let anyone sit in the seat next to me. And then, dude, these two hot girls who were probably, like, 10 years older than me, they came in and they were like, is anyone sitting here? And I was like, no. And these nope. two fucking <laughs> fly honeys sat next to me. Dad, dude, I dad, thought I was get the, the man. fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry, pops. I'm cool. Yeah. He came in and he came in and saw them and left. Afterwards, he was like, "Okay." Dude, how can you not be proud of your son if that's the case? Yeah, like, I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was not gonna be like, "No, my dad's sitting there." I was like, "Nope, no one's sitting there." Right. Like, what you want, pops? My dad yeah, kind of dude that would be. My dad would be like, "Listen." You need a rubber, like you know what I mean. Like that's <laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> yeah, dude. All the movie theaters here are like, like there's a Dedham Mall, though it's not really a mall. There's a fucking South Shore Plaza and Braintree. Then there's a Natick Mall. Then in all of those places, there's a movie theater. But like n- now, now Dedham has built a, uh, has, they rebuilt the movie theater. Now it's worse, and they have a whole little like outdoor village shopping center type thing around it. But when I was younger, there was no like the movie theaters were always like maybe like a like half mile to a mile away from the shopping center and the mall, but always yeah, on, like, the other side of the highway. So it was never like you could get dropped off at one place and then be good, go you know, see a movie, had, walk to the mall. It was always like you either go to the mall or you go to the fucking movie theater. You're going to need to ride. And, see, in Georgia, uh, the, the play, my local mall in Georgia d- did not have a movie theater technically attached to the mall, was... Um, you didn't have to like pass like a major road 
to get yeah. there. Like it was like on the same side of the quote like major road or highway, you know, uh, as the mall was. So you just had to walk the length of the parking lot of the mall basically, and just yeah. dodge mall traffic. Dodge mall traffic. The you outer know what, you know what's skirt the weirdest mall memory? traffic. Dude, I saw. I don't know which mall it was. And I don't know if my dad would remember if I asked him or if my mom would remember. But I 100% remember seeing James and the Giant Peach in a movie theater in a mall with my dad. And I don't know which fucking mall it was that they had a movie theater in it. But I remember seeing James and the Giant Peach as a little kid in a mall movie theater. And I have no idea where it was because I don't know where any of those are. It might have been in fucking Rhode Island. Not for nothing, but I just got the thought that I probably should have tagged a bunch of the girls that I made out with and felt up in the movie theaters ah! for this uh, fucking podcast tonight, but that's that neither here nor there. Fun. I'm a married man now, but call in and be too trip. If any of you sluts uh, are listening, call in and me too trip about movie theater oh, experience. God. Dude, that would mean, yeah, Marley Ziff and Nikki uh, Scarpelli. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, no, like, and, and half of these chicks got new names, you know what I mean? Because they're married with kids and shit now, so, like, yeah. they're not even, they don't even have the same last names, but, like. That's hilarious. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I no, have, dude, I it was, have, like. I have, so many, I have so many just random fucking mall memories that pop up, like that James and the Giant Peach one. Like, I fucking well, remember, like. I, like, I always remember, it's just the most fucking, like, random shit, dude. Like, I remember, fuck, like, when I was younger, dude, it was like when I had just gone into middle school, like, fucking sixth, seventh grade, I probably was getting most of my clothes at, like, Marshalls and shit. And, like, no, right. no, 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 not most of them. I would get a good amount at Marshalls, then I'd order, like, the wrestling t-shirts that I liked. And I'd go to, like, different places. But my friends, I like, I fucking remember these kids down the street had a bunch of, like, football jerseys and a bunch of cool shit that they had gotten for, like, not that expensive. And I was like, where do you guys get that? And they were, like, Bob Stores. And I wanted to go to Bob Stores so bad by the Bob mall. Stores is the name of the Yeah, place. dude, for some reason, dude. <laughs> I just thought Bob Stores was, like, shit, and I wanted to go there so bad. And then I, like, went there, and I just, like, have a fucking, like, random memory of middle school, back-to-school shopping at Bob stores with Green Day playing on the fucking speakers and, like, buying fucking, like, football jerseys and a backpack. And, like, dude, I remember, like, another one of those things I bought and then my mom made me return was a fucking Jada Kiss Y t-shirt. It just said uh, Y on it. Why, why Bush blow up them towers, dude? Yeah. Why were you around them cowards? Uh. Yo. So, uh, I, I really, and, and I could literally do another hour on this, but, um, just the amount of shit that got jacked in and around that mall in South Carolina. Oh my God, dude, did we fucking shoplift? Like I could show up to the mall with fucking five bucks in my pocket and live like a king for an entire day. You understand? I never stole from like, the mall. I, I always, like, I never really stole from anywhere, to be honest with you. But what I dude, would do there was, is... There was a time where day, I was just a 
thieving motherfucker, dude. I really was. Like, I was just, a, and I, I was good at it. That was the worst look, part. I would run lookout, but that was the extent of what I would do. Every morning, we'd get off the bus and we'd go across the street to the grocery store from the high school, and then I would stand lookout at the end of the aisle. We'd go in the soda aisle. And my friends would steal four packs of Red Bull and the giant sleeves of gum. And then we'd go back to school with fucking Red Bull and gum and just be straight for the day. That shit, that shit's so funny, the shit that you're bringing up, because it's like, dude, we didn't have, like, there was, Red Bull wasn't a thing, like, when I'm yeah. talking about, you know? Like, like that makes me sound like such an old-ass dude, man, but like, it's like dude, the truth, the, the, like, the you brought dude, up, like, two or three you, things tonight that were, I'm like, that wasn't even around yeah, when, yeah. I, when dude, I was doing this shit. if you ask me the smell, <laughs> if you ask me the smell of middle school and high school for me, the smell is Red Bull and Axe body spray. That is what it <laughs> yeah, smells right. like. That yeah, is what that it smelled like. There's no Axe body spray. Dude, there was that no is Axe what it smelled like. He would have fucking, like, talks from the gym teachers about spraying Axe body spray and shit like that. Like, how, like, just people would, there was so much of it. Like, people would spray it in each other's eyes. It was hilarious. And, like, we'd all spray it on our nuts and be like, ah, it burns and shit like that. It was fucking good <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. But, dude, so another thing, and this was something that went on extensively outside of the mall, is that I've been a cigarette smoker since I've been 12 years old. Not as much as I do now, of course, but uh, I've I've smoked for 23 fucking years now. Like, that's insane to me. Like, that's way beyond most of my life at this point. But there was a grocery store that was one of those that was not in the mall, but it was on that side. Like I said, you just had to cross the parking lot. You didn't have to cross any major highway or nothing. It was just the grocery store was there. And holy shit, like our thing was like how many packs at one time can you steal? And give it in mind, this is the late 90s and all of our fucking pants were about as big as you could – as they've ever been. You know, as any pants have ever been is how big our fucking jeans were at the time. You know, we're wearing kickwear and fucking Jinko fucking jeans. And you could fit – a goddamn entire fucking split hog in your fucking pocket, and nobody even noticed that you have anything in your pocket. So, like, amongst some me and some of my friends, you're sitting there going, like, how many packs of cigarettes can you gank at one fucking time, right? And I held the record with 13 at, at in one go. Um, that, I mean, it's not... It's it's it, like I said, it's not something I'm necessarily you, proud of, like, but like, but yeah. it was like it was an outdoing each other type thing at the time. But and, and not only yeah. that, but if you're the dude that's gonna run the risk, everybody loves you because you're like, here, I don't need yeah. thirteen packs. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. Like, yeah. I'm gonna keep six packs so I don't have to do this again for another week and a half, two weeks, you know, or whatever. But yeah, and dude, dude fucking. When you mention those pants, the first thing I think of is goths. And, like, it's yeah. so funny how when you're that age, like goth self raver, self-park nails it, too. Shit. Like, yeah, like, you won't think of talking to kids 
from the other, like, group. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a fucking, like, sports kid, you're hanging out with the sports kids, you would never think of talking to, like, goth. Like, I, I mainly, like, as far as the cafeteria in high school, I sat with, like, the video game nerds, and we talked about video games, and that was my yeah. thing. I would never think of going to the goths. Like, we looked at them, and we're like, dude, like, we would talk about them and shit. And it's hilarious because, like, there's two people that come to mind with me that when I was younger, I would look at them in the cafeteria at school and, like, just think how fucking weird they were. And, then like, we would talk about them with my friends. Like, dude, like, I heard he does this. Like, I heard he, like, right, did this. Right. You know what I mean? There was one kid who was, like, the leader of the goths. And there was this other kid who, like, dressed like a rabbi and had, like, those fucking, like, <laughs> have you ever seen, the, like, the, like, things that, like, Jew like, like the, I think rabbis have like the like it's like it's like things hanging off their pants like chain, like past chain wallets shit. yeah like like yeah chain yeah, dude. Shit. Yeah, yeah 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 I know what you're these talking about different. yeah dude these are both two different kids I'd see in the cafeteria and then I would like we talk like oh I heard that kid does this like I heard he does this and when it, in my like adult life you could say I've like hung out with both those people and like have like been friends with them and they're both cool as hell. And right. it's hilarious. Like when you're a kid, you're like, so, they're in a complete different universe. And then when you're older, you're like, Oh, I mean, we grew up in the same town. So like that's close than I'm going to get with anyone else. So, so here's the weird thing about that with me and my high school experience is because like I left Atlanta, uh, essentially the Mecca of the South, you know, or just outside. I mean, it was Metro Atlanta. It wasn't, you know, but it was like, you know, downtown Atlanta is fucking 30 minutes away from us. You know what I mean? I mean, I was born in downtown Atlanta, but, you know, yeah. until I was 11, I was in the suburbs of Atlanta. And so I go from that and move to South Carolina where my graduating high school class was 86 people. Okay? We had like 500 between five and six hundred people in my entire high school and wow. three cities three cities filtered into one high school like people came from like 15 to 20 miles away to come to my high yeah. school because that was the closest place within the county you know what i mean like there was only one high school or two high schools in that entire county wow where i was at yeah so, there are so like some places well, like that here, like like fuck. There's like Dover, Sherborne. There's Acton, Boxborough, <clears throat> mainly places that are in the middle of nowhere, and there's not enough people for one fucking but, place. But what I'm saying is, like for you, like it would that definitely would have been the thing if I had stayed in Atlanta, what you just explained. Yeah. But the weird thing with us was, what was like. The freaks, the goth people, the skateboarders, like that was all one crew. You know what I mean? Like the raver kids, the fucking druggies, the fucking skaters, freaks, punks, metalheads, yeah. juggalos, like all of that shit. And, and in all honesty, a lot of us were all of those people, you know? Yeah. Like I'm a juggalo, mm -hmm. punk, metalhead, skater dude, you know what I mean? That surfed, you yeah. know? So it's yeah. like that was like that was the weird thing for us was that like so many of those subsects all came in like one package. You know, that was the crew. That was all the crew was was those types of people. And then you had your preppy fucking rich kids 
and some of that everybody yeah. kind of spilled over See, into the jock. My like, town just was all if you fucking were good, preppy rich kids. My town was all preppy good, rich kids. If you were kids. good at that was that was the weird thing too was that if you were into sports, it was like everybody like the jocks were literally the biggest mishmash of all of that because they weren't really jocks. They were people that played sports at school, but like you had your, you know, your poor black kids, you had your preppy white kids, you had your, you know, uh, uh, some of our people, you know, from the freaks and whatever yeah. that played basketball. Dude, I played basketball. I was a point guard, you know what I mean? And I fucking dude. love playing basketball to this day, you know? Yeah. Dude, one time, dude, at high school, so like it was a long-ass lunch table. Like there was basically only like two or three, like, of these long style lunch tables for each grade. There was like a bunch of tables like placed together in a long way. So on one far end was like the video game nerds. That's the section I was at. Then on the other right. end was like the like football team, like jocks and shit. And dude, I wasn't scared of anybody. Cause I was like always a pretty like big kid. I was bigger than like a lot of the kids, regardless of what they did. So dude, I, I remember one time I fucking like, I would just fuck, I would throw shit down the table to the other end to hit them. And then they'd all get all mad and come who was that? I'd be like, I don't know, man. Like, right. I remember one time I, I fucking took a red Gatorade water bottle and I unscrewed the top of it and I just fucking, I flung it all the way down the table and it went down there and spilled all over some kid and he was all fucking pissed. I would just take my lunch tray every day and just fucking fling it all the way down the table and hit <laughs> some kid. I didn't give a fuck. And it's, it's not how you yeah. would think because it was like... You would think it's the jocks bullying the nerds, but I was sitting with the nerdy kids, and I'd be like, fuck those yeah, kids. And I'd yeah, no, just, yeah, just over showing your ass. And I've always yeah. been that guy, too. Just like, and, and you know, some of it I'm not proud of, but it's also like, like a showing your ass, like, I'll show you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. going to be one of these silent types. I'm, I wasn't a silent school shooter type. I was like an in-your-face yeah. School shooter type. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you know dude, I like, was so... Like, yeah, exactly. Same, dude. That's... Dude, that's why it makes me so happy that when I did that shit in Vegas last year, a kid literally came out on a Reddit thread telling stories of me from middle school saying, he's always been like this. I was like, yeah, right, right. thank you. Someone's backing me up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hey, at, at, at the very least, fuck, man. We're We're consistent. You know what I'm saying, yeah, dude? Like, exactly. at the very least. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. hey, if listen, you remember, I'm not some dude. I'm not some asshole that snapped one day. I've always been this yeah. fucking cat. Dude, Ask anybody. If, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if we're, if we're 30 now and we're not even friends and you remember a joke I made in middle school, it must have been fire, dude. It must have been a zinger. You know what I mean? Dude, do like, you remember dude, that time you... Come on, I love hearing that. Yeah. Do you remember that yeah. time you whatever? Yeah. It was hilarious, dude. <laughs> After the Nyla Rose shit, fucking Rob Kirkshin, he didn't think I know it was him, but I knew it was him, on a fucking twi- on a fucking Reddit thread said he's always been like this. One time in middle school, the teacher was telling us how no one can escape racism, and he stood up and said Michael Jackson escaped racism. I was like, fuck yeah. That was the fucking that was a banger. I forgot I said it. I'm glad somebody Dude, remembered I used to that. Fu- I used to fuck with teachers hardcore too, man. Like I gave my I gave my fucking science teacher the goddamn Domino's, the local Domino's fucking line. 
for my parents. That's awesome. That's fucking dope. Yo, we we uh we got dial on. Boom, boom, skeet, skeet. What's up, Vanilla Face? Not much, Sam Face. What's popping? Not much. Are you getting thunderstorms, too, or are you not in that part of Florida? No, I'm fine over here. That's the East Coast. Oh, word. Yeah, Trip is getting fucked right now by Kent, the god of thunder. Nah. Are you, are you, are you still no, that was a low flying. That was a low, no shit. It was a low flying helicopter that just got passed over. Kobe. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I there's a lot see, of that down I here in Florida. It, I yeah, yeah, we got, we got fucking them helicopters. We got them. We got them choppers. We got them choppers. <laughs> yeah, dude, they they really love breaking out the choppers down here instead of, instead of driving around doing actual cop work. They just fucking grab the <laughs> chopper and fucking use that. Pretty badass. Dylan, we're talking about malls tonight. Everything in them, from fucking video games to music, all nostalgic clothing styles. That's what it's kind of come down to tonight, we've realized. Like, we fucking went into this thinking we're going to talk about nostalgia of everything. And when it comes down Getting to it, I think... Crew. The thing, I, Get, yeah, dude, crew is I who fucking, makes you when you're a kid. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's kind of been the yeah, big well. takeaway from tonight is phases of styles. That's kind of what malls, like, support is all the different phases that you go through when you're a kid, you go through your, uh, if you go through a goth phase, you go through a nerd phase, you go through a wrestling phase, you go through an anime phase. True. Yeah, I guess that would be under the nerd phase. You go but, uh, through, you know, well, all these different phases. Kinda, you get all that shit from a mall. I kind of got missed by that just because of growing up in, uh, in New Hampshire. We didn't really have the mall. We just had that, uh, we had this place called Settlers Green Outlets, which was just a shitload of clothing stores. Uh. <laughs> they get uh, tourists to spend all their money. So we didn't really have a mall to hang out at, and also with, oh, with my dude, age group, those, it was some of those outlet malls. No, no, some of these outlet malls are just no, as no, good no, as regular up. malls. I'm just saying. And also <laughs> with my age group, we also had, we also grew up around the internet, so we grew up with Amazon and eBay being the big things. So a lot of the shit we had came from from there instead of going actually yeah, shopping you're, for it. You're even younger than me. So, like, I was younger than Trip in the fact that he didn't have Red Bull or Axe body spray in high school. And now you're even younger than me in the fact that you were already, like, buying shit off eBay in middle like, school. Like, I grew probably. up I grew up with the whole, with, like, that transition, with the transition period where it went from Randy's, you hanging out with your friends. Well, yeah, I know, right? With you hanging out with your friends outdoors to being on the computers and just talking to them through AIM, Discord, all that stuff. Oh Next my God! Oh, AIM, yeah, dude, yeah, remember AIM? Dude, yeah, dude. yeah, AIM, AIM. That's, I mean, that's what I like, started. That was with. nighttime. That was like after hours. That was like, like elementary you know. school for me. Yeah. Oh, word. That was elementary man. school. Damn, I wow. didn't get that shit until I was like fourteen or fifteen. Dude, I graduated. I gra- You got to remember, yeah. I graduated twenty twelve. So in the year two thousand, I was starting first grade. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. two thousand three graduating. So. Yeah. For- for me, middle school was like instant messenger in MySpace, and then high school was Facebook. That was the fucking time range for me. Yeah, and I had I had MySpace right at the end of elementary school. I, like AIM I was pretty much how we talked, and then sixth grade, sixth grade was MySpace, and then yeah, Facebook all throughout high school. 
late middle school. You want to hear some funny shit? I didn't get fa- I didn't get a Facebook page until I fucking got my first divorce. <laughs> I mean, hilarious. back in the day, I, it was a great I just way got to divorced. Meet, meet people. Dude, back when I Facebook literally was first coming around. It was great. Dude, you know what's hilarious is. I'm pretty sure it was a Filipino bitch that told me what Facebook was. I fucking remember being in graphic design class in fucking middle school. And all the girls in the, like, the graphic design class was mainly kids that were sophomores and juniors, and I was a freshman. And there were a lot of hot girls in the class. And there were these girls next to me that were talking about Facebook and, like, someone putting pictures of a party on Facebook or something. And I was like, what the fuck is Facebook? And I remember it was this bitch sitting next to me. It's like, I'm pretty sure it was this Filipino bitch, which is hilarious. And she was, like, telling me it's, like, more like, it's more, like, picture-based than fuck. I forget what it was, but I just remembered me finding out what it was. And, like, back then you had to get a link to get on Facebook. Like, it was only for people that were in schools. Like, you couldn't get on Facebook yeah. if you weren't in a fucking, in a high school yeah, or Yeah, they have that .edu. Yeah, they have yeah. the .edu you had to get an shit. invite for someone. Yeah, that's pretty fucking funny. You there, Trip? Yeah, I mean, the one the one thing I had most, that most nostalgic for me was definitely on the weekend going to the video store for my dad to get a video, and then I would get the game that oh, goes, yeah. with, like, you know what I mean? We'd get the free game rental, so I'd just go to the back room yep. and the video game. Did you have arcades in New Hampshire? Did you go to arcades at least? Yeah, we had the lar- we actually have the world's largest arcade. If you you can look it up online, it's called a uh, Fun Spot. It's in Meredith. It has the Guinness World Record for the world's largest arcade. Oh fuck yeah! Do uh, it's you, like three you, stories like, tall, like shit loads of machines. Hell yeah, dude! Earlier we were talking about how like everywhere has the fucking. Like go kart, fucking like the with the fucking go karts and fucking bumper boats, uh, batting cages. Like you probably have a shitload of those in New Hampshire. Oh yeah, Dial- Yeah, dude. Those are fun. Yeah, dude, those get, are like. I mean, it, it's not a mall, loads. but you know. Yeah. No, I was yeah, one yeah, yeah, it's New a one stop shopping for friendly family fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, New Hampshire, yeah. it's we have all that stuff. It's just spread out constantly. Like where I lived, yeah. there there was like these little areas. You had like the Storyland for the little kids. You had Clark's Trading Post, which was this fucking weird ass place with off road segways and actually the trad trained bears. You could go watch a trained bear show. And then That's like dude, this place was the most hillbilly place you'd ever think. All right, all right, hang on, <laughs> sit down for this one. This is the most hick redneck fucking park you'll ever visit. They had a bear. There's, they hold on, hold on. Three... They had go karts. Yeah, right, go karts and bear training. I'll explain all of this. <laughs> hang on. Okay, so they had so the main attraction was the bears. They had a, they trained bears and they would have bear shows. You can look this up online. Clark's Trading Post. Google Clark's Trading Post in New Hampshire. I think I've been them. there, dude. I'm pretty but, sure yeah, I've been there. They have trained bear shows. They have off-road segways. They have this train ride where it's this old crazy. Was it? It's called the uh, the Wolfman. This dude drives in a cart with a pellet gun shooting at the train, and it's the Wolfman <laughs> shooting a pellet gun at, at fucking people on a train. <laughs> you can go rent off-road segways. They have bumper dude. I've a hundred percent been here. Like, I a hundred percent. I a hundred percent went here when I was little. They have the, I 100% like, rode that little train, and I 100% saw the bear on the barrel, dude. I went there yeah, when my dude. parents were still married. 
Yeah, I, I just got one. I, I got one comment to make, and I'll let y'all finish this up. Is that like, look, I've lived in three states in the South my entire life, almost <laughs> equally, almost equally. But that is the most ghetto ass fucking redneck fucking white trash <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. Well, dude, you got you right. got to think down south, down here we got the alligator parks. Up there we didn't have that. We had black bears and grizzlies, so. We'll fucking make a grizzly yeah. in Black Bear Yeah, Park. but guess what? We don't. We still don't make alligator parks like uh, out of like like well, you can pet the alligators <laughs> or go go kart racing. Like, <laughs> or, dude, or, I want to wrestle them gators. Go wrestle them gators. You can go to the batting cages or pet a fucking alligator. Like, you can tug kiss an alligator or fucking yeah, dude. Uh, this one you can just go to the batting cage or you can watch a trained bear. You know, fucking ride a barrel. <laughs> right. That's pretty crazy. While you're drunk, dude. Like, I mean, welcome to New Hampshire. I was fucking. <laughs> when, uh, we fucking went and rode the e-bikes on the Cape Cod Canal the other day. You know, it was only a matter of time before I brought up the e-bikes, and we fucking went and drove them around the canal. But to get there, we drove through all of fucking Cape Cod, and I, we 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 used to go there every summer when I was a kid. And I thought like all these different things were like so far away from my little kid's brain, like the water park we'd go to and the fucking Taco Bell that we'd go to and the fucking go-kart place we'd go to and the lobster place. When you're a kid, you think everything's like three hours away, even though it's like 20 minutes up the road. Dude, it's literally all one street. It's like all one street, everything was there. The fucking water park, then it's the fucking go-karts, then it's the fucking Army-Navy store, then it's the Taco Bell. Literally everything I remember from my childhood in the Cape is all one street. And it would be like such a big thing when you're little, like, which day are we going to do this? Which day are we going to do this? We're going to go all the way to the water park today. It's like, dude, that was literally five minutes like from, you know, where the fuck we were. And, your and it's only like 40 like minutes. It's project. only 40 minutes. Yeah, and it's only 40 minutes from where I am now. Now, at this point, I'm like, why would I even, like, rent a place down the Cape? I could literally go there every day if I want to. I could just fucking drive there when I fucking wake up and just People chill all day. It, it, yeah, dude, it's fucking not that far. I was, like, thinking, I, we went to the canal, and I was like, oh, I wonder where, like, there's a pizza place that we go to all the time. And I was like, I wonder where that is from here. I put it in, it was five minutes. I was like, are you serious? This play, that place five, is so fucking small. Five minutes small. on the e-bike, nonetheless. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And it, it's fucking hilarious how, like, I'm sure most tourist places are like this, but, like, over the summer, the Cape is all just, like, the richest white people in Massachusetts and from all over the country that go there to spend the summer. And then it, in the rest of the year, it's just heroin addicts and poor people. And it's just so funny how, like, it's just, like, these people stay there year round. They're all fucking drug addicts. Then in the summer, all of a sudden, it's nice. Like all of a sudden, it's millionaires over the summer, and like the rest Sounds of the like year, the you would Olympics. not want to be there. Yeah, yeah, dude. Pretty much, dude. It's like a fucking Olympic situation. It's just so funny. Like I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, dude, it's so nice down the Cape over the summer. I was like, I wonder if you could fucking just buy a house, a nice house down the Cape for like half the price of a house you'd get around here. And then over the summer you have like the nicest spot 
and the rest of the year just nobody bothers you and you just get to chill and just have enough security that heroin addicts don't fuck with you because they break into everywhere like the house that it's not like my immediate family but like my cousins and shit have a house down the cape and it got broken into a couple years ago and the people stayed there for a while like when they got there in the summer there was like empty bags of chips everywhere and like the people had just been posted up there fucking chilling the whole winter in the house yeah, we had one in, like, it was, like, in a highfalutin neighborhood, you know? It was, like, yeah. in a neighborhood that was, like, yep. within, like, within the country club. You... There was, like, like there was Litchfield Country Club, and then there was one within that called River Club. And that was, like, the, you know, highfalutin place, like, within the already, like, yep. dec- decent area. And there was a woman that died there, and we just called it the crack house. But, like, they didn't resell it. They didn't clean it up. And the dogs, the bitch died of an overdose, and fucking um, the dogs were, like, eating her when they found her. Yeah, like, and it was all fucked. But we used to go party in the house, like, like a year after that that. They say that's supposed to be cats. They say cats do that and not dogs. So fuck yeah, it, might, it, it might it might have been cats. I don't know. Um, a guy that we knew, um, one of his best friends was dating that girl at the time, and they had broke up, and then she had lost the house or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so she was like yeah. getting a bit. all I know they, when I uh, when I first moved down here, like Joe was saying, now uh, people break into those houses in Cape Coral. I mean, a mile Cape Coral and fucking down the Cape. They were, uh, when I first went down here, you can get a job, like, the rest of the year watching summer houses and shit and vacation homes when no one's no there. Shit. Like, That's they just the, pay no you, shit. like, in homes. You could just yeah, set you up as a groundskeeper, like, no motherfucker, like, the wrong one. They ever call, I forget what they call it, like, house sitter. You, you house like, watch. stay in, like, a mansion. Yeah. Yeah, you like, sit in a mansion yeah. for, like, a million-dollar house for a month and just make sure no one breaks it, in. It's fucking weird, dude, how some people, like, get off on, like, being in a fucking shitty old town. You know what I mean? Like, like if you go to the Cape, all the houses there are old as shit. All the stores are, like, old as shit. It's all just, like, old shit town. And, like, when you're, like, for me, like, when I was younger, I'd go there. I'd be like, this sucks. I want to play video games. And, like, everything here is old. Why is, like, this bathroom all yeah. old and shitty? I'd rather be somewhere nice. And then we would go to, like, I remember there was these rich people who had a house down there, like, down the street from where the house we stayed at was. And their place was all, like, really new and modern. And it was, like, the only house I knew around there that was like that. I mean, I, I didn't really dawn on me until the other day that all the rich people down there probably all work in, like, cities where everything is fucking all computers and oh, new. They do. And they, they probably enjoy going down the Cape over the summer and being in, like, an old little village. Oh yeah, there's plenty of people where it's like that's just their yeah our our again, house welcome. in the Hamptons, our house in the Cod. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah, or a little know? getaway. Welcome to New England. I think mean, that's the whole thing about New England. We got to preserve all. You know, what I mean, we preserve all the buildings, right. like all the old townhouses in Boston, Mark, and fucking well, all those well, fucking places in DC. Yeah, and that and but that's what that, I was gonna dude. bring up too in Stay South down, Carolina. Nicer shit. It, when I lived in South Carolina, we had a few that were. Um, I mean, there there was a lot of places, but there was a few that were like manors, like plantation places, like where oh, I grew up on the, dude on the coast of South Carolina. 
it literally is like there's everybody that was rich their families have been rich since like the revolutionary war like they sold off all that land around there you wow. know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like like that was I, I lived 20 minutes from where um the patriot was filmed like the patriot oh, wow. was filmed like 20 minutes uh mel gibson actually bought a house in one of the newer my hero. plantation home neighborhoods uh, so I, I don't know if he still owns it or not, but I met a lot of, and I worked in restaurants. It's nothing, there was no TGI Fridays or fucking, we had a Hardee's, you know, we had a Hardee's and a McDonald's. Gibson, but the son of a bitch knows story structure. Right, right, exactly. It's, but like, we, uh, guy. <laughs> we had, <laughs> we had, you know, it was all independent restaurants. So I met a lot of people that vacationed in those areas. I never met Mel Gibson, but there was a few people I knew that were extras in the Patriot. I was like a bit too young. Um, Dawson's Creek was filmed not too far from there too. Uh, When I was younger, I I used to hate on rich people in rich areas like that so Uh, much and be like, oh, that that sucks. I I, I don't want to be there. And now that I live next to a strip club, I'm like, I want to go to Martha's Vineyard for the whole summer and not be around these broke people. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, so I met I, I during my yeah. time, like when I when I lived in uh, working in restaurants in South Carolina, and uh, right after I moved to Orlando, is probably my biggest time of meeting fucking, uh, you know, Richie. famous people or whatever. And um, so I met, you know who's got a house where I grew up at? Cindy fucking Lopper. So I met, wow, Cindy, I've waited on name. Cindy Lopper. Yeah, I've, I've waited on Cindy Lopper. Fucking original, by the way, at WrestleMania 1, by the way. Wow. Uh, fucking you know how you know that's the, the old name? is I don't even know what she looks like. I've only heard that name when black people refer to cocaine and rap songs. Oh, Girls just I only have fun. Like oh. I only know. I've only heard the name in rap songs when they're talking about cocaine. They're like I got that white girl. I got that Cindy Lapa. And, and as far as my restaurant experience goes, when I was like fourteen or fifteen, you know who is the biggest bitch to ever fucking live? And by the way, this is when this show was hot. It was like on the tail end, you know, of of like. It was getting ready to be over. They only had a season or two left of the show. Patricia Richardson. And if you don't know who Patricia nope. Richardson is, she was uh, Tim Allen's wife in Home Improvement. Oh, yeah, dude, that fucking show. Oh? Well, you don't know. Yeah, but you don't. I mean, if you're younger, you don't know how huge that fucking show was when I was a kid. Dude, when I was like, growing up, that I mean, it was that. Like but that in the Patricia, George Lopez show. Yeah, that bitch fucking thought that she was the bee's knees and could fucking just talk to anybody however that she wanted to. You know, uh, I met Beyonce. The, the three people I met when I first moved to Orlando while I was working with Disney was Mike Ditka, who was awesome. Uh, fucking Mike Ditka is about my size. He's like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, right? 
but he's got a catcher's mitt of a hand with fucking five bratwurst hanging off of it, right? <laughs> his fucking hands. His hands are his fucking five huge. Five on his hand. And uh, I met Beyonce for the first time working down what? here. And this is before. This is before she married Jay Z. She was just still Destiny's child. She was, she was before she sold just, her soul to the Illuminati. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, she was Destiny's child back then, right? And she yeah. asked me if I knew who she was, and I told her that I did, and she's got to wait just the same as everybody else to get her table. You know, so I was like, I know what? who you are, you didn't, and I don't you didn't, give you a didn't fuck. give Beyonce special treatment? No, right. no, I did not. Wow. At that all. That is racist. Like, she... Because, because she asked if I knew... I would have been nicer about it had Dude, she not DLM, been such DLM, a cunt. Just because you're so racist, Trip, you know who I'm going to bring in now? Oh, shit. Hey, yeah, uh, what's poppin', Nesto? What's poppin', my guy? Not much, dude. We're talking about nostalgia around malls and everything in malls, video games, music. Mainly what it's come down Judas. to is, like, phases of your fucking childhood that you go through at malls and buying shit from malls for these different or phases. Whether it's from malls. <laughs> yeah, and stealing shit. Whether you're going through a fucking nerd phase, a goth phase, a fucking punk rock phase, a oh, fucking sports phase, whatever these phases are, we all go through them. Oh, yeah. The yeah, I, mean, I was definitely a mall rat growing up. I was definitely a mall rat. Joe, did, Joe, did right you like quick. go through any phases, Ernesto? You strike me as someone who could have been a goth at one point. I didn't really. Goth isn't the word I would use. I was just like, I didn't give a fuck. I tried to intentionally make myself as outlandish as humanly possible. Yeah. Whatever can make people feel the most. Whatever can make people be the most uncomfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we're all kind of on that kick. Where we all are. We are all graphic tee wearing assholes at the end of the day. Well, it was like be it graphic tees or like I went through a raver phase because I did a lot of ecstasy when I was younger. Like I can see that. I rocked the big uh, the big the big UFO pants and shit. Like the whole nine. Yeah, Ernesto, yeah, so. you're about my age. Yeah, so, like, I'm still rocking Jinkos and fucking band T-shirts, you know, to this day. I, so, I, I will yeah. never not rock a graphic T-shirt. Like, that's always going to be my style. I pride myself in my T-shirt collection. So right. Fuck you. If, if, if nobody likes it, they can they can eat several dicks. I don't care. <laughs> dude, that's, I don't, dude, that's I, exactly I don't, what you were saying. I don't get dressed for other people other than myself. Fuck yeah, right. dude. We, I, I was saying I don't get along with people who wear, like, name brand shit that's not... Like, if I buy a t-shirt because I like what's on it, I'm like, that's a fucking sick design. It's not because I'm like, ooh, did you see the new polo shirts that came out? That's fucking gay, and right. I don't get along with those fags. I, so I like I'll people who... Example, I can right? see their shirt. Yeah. And if I ever, like, uh, like, I, like, when Abercrombie was huge, I fucking... They had one that, that said... It was done in Abercrombie style, but it said Pimpacrombie and bitch, and I fucking, 
used to rock that That's shit. Funny. So like any That's anything funny. that I did like that was like a mockery of whatever the fuck was going on at the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What, uh, what were you gonna say, Ernesto? No, like you know, a perfect example. Like I don't buy like label shit. Like I don't buy something because it says Nike or Adidas or Jordan. I buy it because it's comfortable. I literally within exactly. the last month I went sne- I went sneaker shopping because my mother gave me a gift card early for my birthday when she was up the last time, and I needed shoes because that's what the fuck I need. I tried on like a hundred different pairs of shoes. No bullshit. Like it was the most frustrating thing to find shoes that are comfortable for me to wear because that's one of my main like Lyme disease things. My feet really hurt. Like on well, that's daily because they're all like moon boots now yeah. too. You know what I well, mean? Like I, everything's I, like, well, this has moon boot technology. You know, or whatever, and it's like, dude, I just want yeah. something well, that wears fine. <laughs> I ended up getting a pair of uh, Nike Air Maxes because they were on sale and they were comfortable, so I was wearing them. These motherfuckers were like, oh, look at you trying to be all fancy with your Air Maxes. I'm like, nah, they're comfortable. Yeah, dude, people like, are retarded, I, I ain't dude. shining. I ain't shining dude. for you. These, these, yeah, these, dude. these are comfort shoes. Yeah, dude, one of the things I learned as a shoe salesman is that you need to look at shoes the way you look at when you're buying a new computer. You need to look at the fucking specs. People don't do that. People fucking are like, oh, this is what's hot this season. I want the new Yeezys. I want the new Jordans, right? You need to look at it. Exactly. Shoes shoes have fucking technology in them. My The shoes that I swear behind from my days as a shoe salesman is the fucking ASIC Kayanos. Because ASIC Kayanos, the technology in them is gel, and it has more gel in them than any other ASIC shoe. When I was a shoe salesman, the fucking sales rep came in and brought a fucking, like, egg and dropped it on the gel from high up, and it didn't break. And he's like, see, this is, like, the best shit. And then you watch people try on all the shoes, and then part of the job was to try on, like, all the shoes in the fucking store, basically. And you would try on those ones, and you'd see, like, yeah, like, that gel compared to, like, the foam another company uses or the air technology some companies use and shit like that. I was like, this gel is just the best technology. It's the most expensive, but it's, like, the fucking best. When you're buying shoes, you got to look at, like, and people will like different technologies. Some people like the air. Some people like the gel. Some people like different shit. you got to look at it like that, not like, oh, you see the fucking, the, the new color ones that came out with the purple ones this month. It's like, no, that's not what you should be fucking looking at. You should Those be looking at. Nice, you, you, yeah, I mean, they're all fucking fresh, Jordans. dude. But in, yeah, 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 no. Those fucking new Jordans are, are definitely fresh. But, like, at the end of the day, dude, I sold all my Kyries because I went through a Kyrie phase because they all looked so cool and they were cheaper. But they are fucking cheaper, and they don't have as much technology in them. So if you put on a $200 Jordan Retro, that Jordan Retro has $200 worth of fucking technology in it, whether it's fucking air, whether it's foam, whether whatever that fucking Jordan is. And that shit is going to be like a fucking Cadillac on your foot compared to the but, fucking hoopty Kyrie shoe because that's just the $100 model. And the Nike has like, they have the hundred the $100 model, $110 model, $120, $130. It'll go like whatever. It'll go to the fucking... Go to the fucking Kyrie at a hundred, then the fucking Kevin Durant at like one twenty, then at like one, then at one forty, it'll be the Kobe shoe that explodes in your foot, and it'll fucking go all the way up, and you got to get the best one. But but that's what I'm saying is I think Ernesto's saying like like for real like like who uh, come on man we're old ass men at this point.
point. Like, I don't give a fuck about a name brand, but it's like, yeah. I don't want to go through. We didn't used to have to go through. We didn't used to have to go through a hundred pairs of shoes to find a comfortable pair. You understand what I'm saying? Well, th- 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 I also have There's medical conditions cheap. that like that makes it so I have to do that. But at the same time, it still shouldn't have taken me a hundred pairs of shoes to fucking find one that I wanted. That, that's yeah. comfortable enough for me to walk. Like in. I got. I got to get wide. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me. Like, I, I almost have to go to a specialty shoe store to get, like, I got these New Balance, like, uh, probably, like, four four or five months ago that, that was, like, it was the only shit they had that were, like, comfortable enough in wides because, like, every single time I put a shoe on, it feels like my goddamn, they're, they're making these shoes for these fucking thin Egyptian feet. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> like, well, I, I, well, to be honest, I it's, no, I, it's for the, like the sneakerhead culture. Yeah, sneakerhead like is ruin it. Wide ass uh, American Indian feet. You know what I mean? Like, I got these Neanderthal feet, right? You know, so it's like I, I wear I wear like Elevens. You know, my my shoe size isn't like That's crazy. Cute. Like I wear Elevens, but like I need them wide. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, cause the 13, shit that they put out there. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I wear an average size shoe for a dude my size, uh, as far as length goes. But fucking, you know, everything like that is like, man, it feels like I'm cramming my foot in there because they're so goddamn skinny. And I'm like, I need them fat motherfuckers, dude. You know, to even have them comfortable. Yeah, dude. That's why I always hated about shoes. Like I'd try to get. Like, you get a comfy pair, then you try to get a pair of insoles for them, and then you stick the insoles in, and you can get your fucking foot in. Right. You, you almost like have to. And not only that, to make, them, to make them comfortable, you almost have to buy those fucking, you know, $40, $50 fucking insoles. The Dr. Shit. Shell. You see those $100 yeah. ones? Yeah. The Dr. Shell yeah. ones. Fucking ridiculous, And I'll tell you right now, a lot, of those, a lot of those shits aren't even comfortable. Nope. Like, My favorite like pair of shoes I've ever bit. had was uh, from... What was it? It was they were called. I forget the name of the brand. It was like Jellin or something. And you, like Joe said, it was, they were they're like cheap knockoffs of the ones Joe mentioned, and it was just made with that gel. And they were so comfy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Like, right. Sorry, oh, yeah, you, you can go first. Oh no, yeah. Uh, oh. I was gonna say like the, the fucking best shit you can do. Well, like when you find a shoe that you like that works for you, it's so hard to fucking come by. Literally, the best shit I can recommend is, like, wait till that fucking kind goes on sale at the end of the season or whatever, whenever there's a clearance sale, and stock up on that fucking kind. Like, yeah. the, like the, fucking, the fucking kind I like, like the fucking Gel Kayanos, they come out with a new one every year, and they change it. They're not all good. So, like, sometimes, like, the Gel Kayano 23s will be good, and the 24s will suck. So, like, when the 23s are on sale for, like, under 100 bucks, you got to fucking stock up. When I worked at a shoe store, dude, there was, like, crazy sneaker late, like, crazy old runner ladies that would fucking do that. And then, dude, there was also Indian dudes that whenever shoes would go on sale, they would come in and fucking clear us out and send them all in a fucking crate back to India and sell them to the <laughs> bank. No Boy, bullshit. I that all year. <laughs> but oh, Nesto, what I was gonna say is yeah. probably you're the only one other than me that can remember this shit, because uh, I don't think that I I think Dylan and Joe are too fucking young. But uh, like nobody gets how dope fucking starter jackets and shit like that were. You know what I mean? 
Oh, Come on, man. Dude, I used to have, the, I used to have the wind pass. <laughs> the windbreaker starter I used to pass. Have the Charlotte, I used to have the fucking uh, Charlotte Hornets, like, pull-over starter jacket. Like, that shit, like, the starter coats was Yeah, like, dude. Like, I had a Tennessee like, one. Those, you know, those, I, the, I, they had, the, they had them, the Raiders. They had them, yeah, they had them for college teams and pro football teams. Like, uh, Cowboys were hot at the time. Um, so, so the a lot Miami of Hurricanes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hurricanes were hot at the time too, but like, like I, I got a Tennessee one and I got a Falcons one, but like, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Atlanta, so it was, you know. Yeah, like dude, my generation was just all name brands. It was really just all like North Face or fucking well, American I also Eagle. Grew up really, I also grew up really poor in a house with like a single mother who was an immigrant and three other siblings. So, I mean. I didn't have my first name brand, quote unquote, pair of shoes until I was in like, I want to say the ninth grade. So like, yeah, imagine I mean, that I, level of ridicule growing up. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just, sneakers I don't were like the only that. thing. Sneakers were the only ones I had name brands of. Everything else I just bought from Walmart or J.C. Penney. But sneakers, I always went to like Nike or something because that way they'd last me a couple of years. Yeah, dude, fucking no bullshit, dude. Uh, this, this is going to sound wicked gay, but I fucking remember when I was in like, I, th- I think like middle school, I said to my mom, I was like, one day I want to be rich enough. I can buy shoes, shoes from Foot Locker. Cause we never could buy <laughs> shoes from Foot Locker. We always yeah. went like Marshalls and shit. Like fucking yeah, Ernesto yeah. saying. Payless. And remember then, yeah. and then dude, like dude, a motherfucker, dude. Yeah, dude. And then for now, Christmas. Now Factory was where it was at. Uh, and then, dude, for Christmas, nope. she got me shoes from Foot Locker and, like, wrapped them up in the Foot Locker bag to be like, look at it from Foot Locker. Had the referee, had the referee yeah. stripes on the box and shit. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. Dude. That's dope, yeah, dude. dude. They That's were dope, fly, man. dude. They, they were these, like, black suede, like, Adidas ones. They were fucking sick. Big ups sick. to your mom, dude. Big ups to yeah, your mom dude. for that shit. Yeah, dude. That was fucking gangster as hell. Damn, that was a game call. Although, yeah, dude, now that I think about shit. it, like, growing up, I had a, a bunch of shoes that back in the day was considered, like, knockoffs or, or not name brand that people sweat now. Like, Fila, for example. Fila's everywhere now. Like, everybody's like, I, I, I need those. Or I had Puma, the Nas Fila's, dude. Like, when Nas dropped Fila's back Puma in the day. was whack. Yeah, it was. I had a lot of Reeboks, too, because living in Randolph, you had the, the Reebok outlet. That did the tent sale. So every summer, my mother would go up there and buy us all like four or five pairs of shoes, and everybody's like, Reeboks are whack. And now, pair of shoes. like, right. everybody got some shit. But that's yeah, like, that and also, bought. like, probably like my pants and shit, like, the, doing the Jinkos and, and the South Poles and shit, you know, the baggy jeans and yeah. shorts. You know, I mean, it's all jean shorts and jeans for me, you know. Dude, the like, worst. Since, Forever. Worst but, pair but, of shoes what? I ever bought when I was a kid is I got caught up buying those G unit shoes. Me and my friends all bought like a pair of the G units. I, 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 I had some of those shit. and they were comfortable. Okay, okay. The G units was comfy. Yep. The S dots yep. were yeah, no they good. were. Okay. The, the, the S dots were not comfortable. So so let me let me let me okay. Let, let, let's go Dude, the through some of those. Ripped off within six months. I had six I had some back. Reebok Sean Carters. I had some Sean Carters. Some of those Reeboks. I had the Reebok I, Dwayne Wade's. When the Dwayne Wade's first came out, I was those all over nice. those. Yeah, dude. You know, you know, one of those ones that I fucking was taking like the the uh, the the white 
shoe cleaner too and all that shit was the was the Sean Carters and I also had some Birdmans. I had some Birdmans when they come out and fucking I fucking had them shits polished and nice and clean every goddamn place I went like every time yep. like like those Sean Carters and those Birdmans were the two that stuck out to me as far as That's like when that when that started to be a thing you know what I mean. Does anybody uh, know D-Wade's what fucking Wayfair is? Yes. Yeah, Isn't that like a car selling... No, it's like an online like marketplace that sells fucking humans inside of oh. fucking cabinets. Yeah, that's what my <laughs> girlfriend is texting me about right now. My girlfriend just texted what, no, me. It's a, it's a sex trafficking know. thing? <laughs> my girlfriend Bro. texted me Trip, and said... Trip, go look at my Facebook. I, I just got a text that said, baby, they're selling underage kids on Wayfair. Let's get one. I said, what? <laughs> oh, my God. And she said, Wayfair is in controversy. They're doing sex trafficking. They sell a cabinet for 12 k or more in the name of the cabinet or the names of kids that are missing. Oh, shit. You can get that, can get that Epstein treatment, dude. Yeah, dude. That dude, Epstein it's a dresser. Box. Fucking fresh, you know. It's just a loop you know what? Box, you know? It's just loop can we can we dive video, into man. that? I know. Look, we're entering the third hour. Can we please dive into that a little bit, man? Because like, just Lane just got arrested, right? Yeah. This bitch finally oh, got yeah. fucking him. I need to go take a pitch. That bitch is that bitch is dying. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> so Chris, I was sitting you have here thinking. To Facebook Messenger while you're on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen you just sent me oh, something. Hold on. This is what we're talking about with the Wayfair shit. What the Dylan, fuck, dude? You too. Hold on, yeah, Dylan, dude. Fucking loot too. boxes in real life. Yeah, that's some crazy shit, dude. Yo, but this fucked. Like, I it, it popped up with a fact checker, but I've seen so <laughs> much of this all over the internet from different areas that I'm like. Oh, dude, I don't trust Facebook's fact check at all. But that fucking just lane shit, you know, and and they got the fucking... Net, I mean, we... Honestly, like, we should probably pick some time to fucking all watch this, uh... That, that Epstein <laughs> documentary that came on Netflix. Okay, okay, like, so... Like, unpack that. I, I have to... I have to be really honest about something with, with, with you gentlemen, and I'm going to say it without Joe on the line because he'll try to make fun of me for it, and I might lose a friend over it because I'll stab him. Um, I'm actually a vic- I'm actually a victim of a sex crime. I, I was molested when I was five. Uh, I can't watch shit like that without getting murderous. I get that. I get that. I, I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. Like, well, Nesto, also, honestly, too, like, uh, I, I, I really think about I, I don't I don't have that experience personally, but anybody that has a kid, you know what I mean, I think is uh-huh. kind of on board on board with that too. You know what I mean? Like Dude, if you're when, a parent, uh, if I you're a the parent, library, I try like so hard not to look at anyone's kid. Like I just stare off at the ceiling just because I feel like every time the parent's going to look over. And just <laughs> you go, don't even like you doing? you're like you're playing the Bill Burr card. Like you're like you're like, hey, what's going on, little Rusty? And it's like, hey, here's my kid. Eh, get that thing the fuck away from me. Like yeah, I don't know. You ain't know, catching me or anything. You know? <laughs> I don't want to be perceived well, as like it's just. But but uh, you know the other thing is is like uh, what's been coming out since this Just Lane uh, fucking arrest, right? Is that 
so they've got a bunch of things that, like, this bitch has, like, photobombed people at these gala events. Uh, mm-hmm. Ep- Epstein has done that as well, where it's like, was was Elon Musk involved with just, like, and, 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 and Elon Musk was like, she photobombed me at this Vanity Fair event. You know what I mean? Like, I was getting my picture taken, and I wasn't with her, you know what I mean, like, or whatever, and I believe him, you know, I believe that these people just, I just believe that these people show up at these events and then get their picture, hope to get their picture made with somebody that makes them somebody at the end of the day, right, you know what I mean, so it's like, you know, these people, I feel bad, because, like, there's people like Chris Tucker, who, like I don't believe like Chris Tucker is a pedophile, but but like he has been photoed with Epstein and these people before, and it's like, can you imagine having to make like that? Like, oh well, here's a picture with you and Jeffrey Epstein. And he's like, yeah, he's at all of these fucking celebrity events. I don't know yep. what the motherfuckers doing there. Did you hear? You know what I'm saying? So, well, go did, ahead. Did fucking you hear that? Did you, did you hear there's a picture of? Gislaine and Kevin Spacey on the throne in England. Yeah, yeah, that's apparently like a real thing. And that, yeah, that might be, but that's what I mean. Like at this point, that just just to wrap that up, like the point that I'm making here is like you're starting to see these people, and it's like, well, given what they're doing, there's some validity to a lot of this stuff, i.e., Kevin Spacey. Uh, Bill Clinton, etc. And then there's some people like, like I said, like in Elon Musk is at this black tie event for Vanity Fair, and this bitch is in the background, you know, or whatever, yeah. right? You know, so from I'm, what but, I but heard, yeah. dude, starting in like, starting imagine, in 2012, it, starting in 2012, at, I'm sorry, you just mentioned Elon, so I fucking I just needed to blurt this out. Apparently, starting in 2012, Jeffrey Epstein started focusing his sights on the tech space, kind of, and fucking around with people in Silicon Valley trying to get Elon Musk and people like that. And that's when shit started going south for him. Because a lot of the people that were investing in Jeffrey and Ghislaine's venture, they stopped giving a fuck about them and were like, you can just do that through tech. You don't need them. And, And not only that, not only that, these are the people that are leading the new wave of fucking technology and all this. They're not playing this old game the way these politicians do, mm-hmm. right? Where they can just kind of yeah. fucking go off by the wayside, A, and B. Yeah. Like, these yeah. people these people can make or break you if yeah. you decide Elon to step Musk out of line with them more, because they're... It, hold, yeah. hold on, if hold on there, one about it. What now? Go ahead. No, I was going to say... If no, I was, I was just it, saying... Right? Yeah, 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 and you these, have, these tech, these you have tech all, people, all these people are the playing people, these. Like you're saying, the people that are in charge of all these, te- look at Facebook and Twitter. Look how much interaction those three platforms get on a daily basis. You absolutely look how easy people are easily manipulated to go and one way or the other. They control that narrative. They control they, that narrative. They, but see, it's an it's an equal split narrative with Facebook, and that's what makes it even trickier. The way their but algorithm they also, is designed is based off of what you do. They find things that you are enraged about and intentionally put it in your feed. Oh, I, to yeah. To get you to I engage yeah. more. Because yeah, a negative response means more to the brain than a positive one. Yes, yes. 
And there's there's well, studies on that. Every, everybody can go look up that they they purposefully do that and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. oh, I guess when when I was looking at all that stuff and just to be on the lighter side of things and be funny for a minute, is that I was thinking like, could you imagine like these people that don't have anything to do with that shit? You know, we're not talking about the Bill Clintons and the fucking. Uh, uh, Kevin Spacey of the world, world and all that, but like these people that just happen to be photobomb with this asshole, and then it's like you know mm-hmm. you go you go hey you want to come to the island and party for a while sure like I think, I'm a fucking I'm I'm a I'm a celebrity yeah let's go and you don't know what that's all about you know what I mean you you have no interest in fucking thirteen year old girls but, right but it's but, like it's but like now hey, to use Jeff, your point uh, to to play on what I was just saying is look at the, those images that are used to make those people now look bad and have a, a, exactly. a, a light yeah. casted on yeah. them. Like, but the like po- I'm going to give you an example. Is... Tom Hanks, for example. I'm sorry. Like, I don't believe that dude's a pedophile. I really don't. Me either. I, Me either. I, I don't oh. believe in my heart that, that like Tom Hanks is a pedophile. Kevin no. Spacey has always come off as a creep. And then you go to his Nantucket case where that little motherfucker is dead. Didn't even go to trial. Kevin Spacey walked Three people died. Murder. Didn't three people die? Yeah. Didn't all three people three, to accuse him yeah. of murder? Three, three people died so he could walk, and nobody batted an eye. Yeah. But, but because he's friends go. with all them, and fucking, he's a pedo, and Prince Charles, or whatever his name is, is a fucking pedo. Uh, yeah. And Prince, they're all like, Prince hey. An- yeah, like, you got Prince Andrew. But then, like I said, you've got a guy like Chris Tucker, who I don't believe is one, but happened to be at an event where these people are in the same photo with him. And it's like, could you imagine, like, not being into that shit and being a celebrity? And it's like, hey, come out to the island and hang out. And you don't know that that's what it's about. And it's like, Hey Jeff, I Yo, noticed there's only uh, your fr- your fruit tray is made up with nothing but gushers and fruit roll-ups, and there's nothing but chocolate milk in the fridge. I don't think Chris Tucker would be. For some reason, I feel like being a but, pedophile is white people shit, and I don't mean I don't want to say you're a black pedophile. Sure at all, like, like you start, you start I'm to just saying when I think of together, being a pedophile. You sl- you slowly start to put I mean, it together just where their, there's just like nothing but Halloween candy moment. around and like you know <laughs> like that's it's just like all this shit that a, painting it that way. It's like it's like hey listen I went and uh, you know can you get ESPN on because uh, all I'm getting is Nickelodeon you know <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> oh sorry they put the V chip on plot twist dude what if fucking Dana White's Fight Island is actually the new Pedo Island. And now they're oh, just being be. protected by UFC fighters. Now the pedophiles are just being protected by UFC fighters. Now no one can go to the island because they'll get beat up by UFC fighters and COVID tests. And they can fuck you little show, kids. You, sh- you show up and you're not cool with it, but you're facing down a guy that has cauliflower ear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fucking Chuck Liddell breathing down your back. Speaking yeah. of, uh, of UFC fights, is anybody excited about the fights tomorrow night? I'm excited, dude. I'm excited, card, dude. Every, everything's what do you in, think uh, is going to happen for fucking Masvidal? Arab em- everything's in the Arab, uh, uh, United Arab Emirates, right? Uh, it's in so. uh, do Abu Dhabi. It's in Abu Dhabi. Uh, but to answer your question, Joe, to be completely honest with you, I think Jorge's going to go in there and beat the dog shit out of Kamaru Usman. Really? 
I hope so. I'm thinking that it's think going to be gonna boring beat... and Usman's going to win. Nah, nah, he's going to beat the dog shit out of him. Because Kamaru I Usman hope... is, un- unfortunately, he's a victim of his brain. Yeah. Uh, if you notice the fight that he had with Colby, he didn't even try to like go to the ground. He just stood there and tried to throw with him. He thinks that his yeah. hands are better than his wrestling. You throw your hands with somebody like Jorge, you're going to sleep, bro. Yeah. He's a Dude, grinder. Ben Askren, he took that fight ben on Askren, six days' notice. Yeah. That, yeah, that's fucking crazy. And he was saying that Masvidal's been he training for him since his, since his last fight. Yeah. And fucking oh, Usman well, was that, training well, he, for someone he else. Was. Yeah. Well, Masvidal wanted he was, he's been training for Kamaru since he won the BMF thing and he was supposed to get that title fight. He was supposed to fight him tomorrow anyway, but they couldn't come to terms on an agreement. That's why Gilbert Burns got it. And then when Burns popped for COVID, they were like, fuck. All right, you still need people yeah, to buy this yeah, game for you. Might as well get, get Jorge in. You got to pay him. Uh, yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen in that one. I think Max Holloway beat, uh, gets his title back from the Australian dude. Uh, this is, you know, it's going to be interesting to see him fight healthy for the first time. Like, that dude's been busy yeah. as fuck for the last three years. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I do think Jose Aldo is going to take the, the uh, bantamweight title again. I think, like, that young kid's good, but he ain't Aldo good. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I, I fucking listened to Ben Askren's interview with the Ariel Helwani guy, and he was saying how uh, Usman is just kind of in a spot that is really bad and it is where nobody really gives a shit if you win or if you lose. Like, you either have to go in there talking so much shit that they all want to see you lose, like Ben Askren did, or you have to go in there being a super baby face talking so much shit that you're like Conor McGregor and everybody wants to see you win. You can't just go in there and not have a thing. And I was thinking about it. His whole gimmick is pretty much like, in my, from what I see, he's just like kind of like prideful African warrior gimmick, which like well, is fucking cool and I respect it, but uh, unless you're from okay, like... So... It, like so Unless I, you're I from like Nigeria really or Africa, you're not gonna identify for, with that, in my opinion. Like I don't, I, I, I just, can't identify here, with that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think Usman and I just watched last night. They had a replay of uh, him and Covington's fight. Okay, and uh, so so I'm watching this uh, on the replay, of course. You know, from however long ago it was, sometime you know, whatever, at the beginning of the year, or early last year. Or uh, late last year, and um, and it's like I think if you wear Usman out early, I think that uh, he doesn't have staying power, you know, because okay. he can I have, last. I have to cut you he more. can last. He's you know, he can last if days, you're if you're bro. playing tight with him. He's got cardio for days. That's the one thing I can say about Kamaru Usman is he's got cardio. Like the I whole agree. reason that he stood, there, he stood there and and traded with Colby, and if you watch that fight, like you just said, Colby took rounds two and four, flat. That, that's fast. Does Usman have like the knees of an old lady or something? That no, that's no, exactly no, but what, what I'm the saying, problem is he has two bad knees because he was a collegiate wrestler, and like for somebody who to have the run that he's had to get to the title the way that he has. He should have a much bigger following. The problem is he has the charisma of a wet mop, and his yeah, fighting style yeah. is like GSP 1.5, but 
because he's a little more exciting. However, he still relies a lot on that lay and pray style. Well, like he, when he fought I mean. Woodley, if, 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 all he did was if, smother Woodley with like a wet blanket. He didn't do nothing. If you're not, he could have If you're not Woodley having like an exciting times. fight with with Usman, if you're not having an exciting uh, high intensity fight early on, I think that like he can sneak you in the end. You, you understand what I mean? Like I be, I believe a hundred percent that he can sneak you in the end. But I think that if somebody wears him out early. You know, whether it be through wrestling or jujitsu, um, or maybe getting just a few good licks in stand up. You know, I think that he's, you know, not going to be fit for if it goes well into the match. You know what I mean? I just don't think that if you wear him out I, I, early. I've that... never, I have never seen him struggle with his cardio. However, I will say it's going to be interesting to see how these fighters adapt to fighting outdoors in Abu Dhabi. That's what I, I, I guess that might be a part of it. And, and I don't mean wearing out as far as cardio goes. I mean, wearing on his, uh, his, uh, strengths early is what I mean. You know, I, I don't, necess- I don't it, necessarily mean yeah. cardio. I just mean like, like getting his, uh, you know, getting him worn down as far as, physicality goes overall you know what i mean like his like breaking his will is what you're basically right right yeah 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 if you do that early and you're able to stand the distance i think i think uzman's uh i don't know i i I hate to say something like an old hat but um you know i i just think he can be broken down you know if you play the right game yeah so like this is my thing right i agree with that go ahead i have I have this theory. I've like never really verbalized this before, but it's been in my head for a long time, so work with me on this. But as far as like UFC, mixed martial arts, and boxing go, I feel like if you look at a match stylistically and you're like, this could suck, 90% of the time it's going to suck. Like If you look at a yeah. Floyd Mayweather match and you're like, this is going to be boring, it's going to be him running around for the whole thing, then most of the time, that's what you're going to get. If you look at the styles and you're like, this could just be him trying to lay on top of him for the whole time, that's probably what you're going to get. And like I said, I don't know too much about... I mean, I know a little bit about UFC, not as much as I know about boxing. But looking at this and what I, I know about the guys, to, I, I'll tell I would what, think this okay, is going to okay. be Usman trying to lay on top. I would think this is going to be Usman trying to hump him for an hour and then Masvidal trying to get out from it and kick him and it not working okay, and him so just getting laid on top of and fucked by this I'll give you the only reason why I don't agree with that is because Usman's emotional. That's his biggest problem. He fights with a lot of emotion. The whole, like the whole reason that he didn't go to the ground with Kobe is because he wanted to stand and fight with him. Yeah, that was a huge shocker because that that match completely disproved my theory because everybody thought they were going to be wrestling the whole time and it was a banger. And, and I'll, exactly. I'll give you another prime example of an of a of a fucking uh, semi recent match. You know, um, the second the last pay per view that I bought was um, I went down to see my dad for his birthday um, back in January, and fucking we bought the uh, cowboy and fucking um, um, Connor match. You know, uh, I mean, goddamn, you, you understand? Like that shit was over in zero time, you know, and, and I thought that, that was going to oh, be yeah. one of the best matches I'd ever seen, you know, I fucking shoulder him okay, in the face. 
so so that, that you know he broke his orbital bone with those shots. That was hard. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's not surprising, like, you know. But but I can give you an, an example of where Joe Sterry puts. I can put it on its head. The fight between Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou. Everyone thought oh, that yeah. was going to be an absolute war, and it was the most boring fight next to Anderson Silva, Damian Maya. Right. And, yeah. and I guess it comes to show you, you never know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? And it all depends you know, on what it, those two guys It depends on the in. fighters, really. Yeah. To be completely yeah. honest with you. <laughs> Like, does it? Does it? It depends on the fighters how it, those fights it, it turn out. On the, on the on the personality I'm, I'm of the fighter, a, really. I'm just being a dick. I'm no, just being a dick. I but you know what I mean, like. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. John Jones fight. You know he's going to go in there sense. and he's going to try to do something to prove a point. Like in his last yeah. fight against Santos, he didn't take him to the ground because he wanted to prove that he could win a fight without it. Right. Yeah. And you never know because what, everybody what about when he fought Daniel Cormier, he dropped that dude on his ass like three or four times the first time, and that was an Olympic wrestler. John Jones was just and, in junior college. And depending on the fight, one of those guys is going to show up to prove uh, – like that happens way more often than us as fans would like to think, that one of those fighters shows up trained to try to – beat the guy at their own game. You know what I mean? And that's not and they do that saying he's not expecting me to try to do that. You understand what I mean? A good like example of that. I, I can give you a perfect example. Sorry, I'm a huge MMA nerd. If you think I'm a wrestling nerd, MMA is on a different level. Um and yeah, Amanda sure. Moon and Chris Cyborg there you go. Yeah, perfect, perfect example. Cuz Amanda Nunes, she's cyborg, cyborg. Yeah. She went in there to yeah, steal that exactly. bitch's face off and walk through all of the punches, which is what Cyborg did to everybody in front of her. Yeah, my daughter's a fucking huge Amanda Nunes fan. Like, yeah, but that's that. Like anybody can that show up. At any... There's only two people I can see beating her. Just two. But but there's there's like I said there's always going to be somebody that's going to show up depending on how epic the fight. I, of course, you're talking about. Uh, more predominantly championship matches where one of these fighters is going to train to beat the other person at their own game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that just that that happens way more often than people give it credit for is that oh well th- this person's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu but guess what yeah. gonna, they train they train to have a fucking stand up oh, yeah. and if it, and if you happen to go to the ground and if you happen to need takedowns guess what you're a black belt in fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu so you can just rely on your fucking you know on your merit for that yeah. but Dude, it's fucking uh, i was I, I i fucking had like a little revelation on this when i was training in my friend's yard yesterday because he was telling me how Masvidal's been training for Usman for longer, so Usman was actually saying that Masvidal is going to be more for, prepared Joe? than he is. I'm I'm <laughs> training for training? Nyla Rose still. He's been talking to me for a year now, but <laughs> I'm going to get that big money fight one day, and we're going to have our fucking own belt or intercontinental intergender championship title match on the that line. Mo- that between mother- that motherfucker will slam you through the canvas, dude. Uh, you wear your, you bore, probably, you wear your Borat song I'm up out there. I'm up to 200 pounds get... right now, though. I'm up to 200 pounds right now from COVID, so I'm closer to Brando's weight right now. Yeah, dude, I'm 200. 
I was probably 185 before COVID. This dude, Joe has been eating during quarantine. Oh, yeah, dude. That's all I do. He don't look at boxes and shit. Oh, yeah. I just joke my Joe took me everything. Joe, how tall a motherfucker are you? I don't even know why I never asked you this. 5'10". 5'10". 5'10". Yeah. And 200? See, I'm 5'8", 170, but I fucking... I I don't know. I got that... They say it's like ten pounds an inch or some shit like that. That's what I heard a long time ago. But All right. so we're we're probably just wondering. I I'm gonna be back down to one eighty in no time. I'm on the bike, I'm back to training two days a week now out in the heat, so I'm good. But we were talking about how fucking Masvidal is gonna be more prepared. And I was thinking like it's literally like just like anything else in life. Like, whoever puts more time into it is going to be better at it. Like, if you study the guy more than he studied you, chances are you're going to be fucking better at it. As long as you, right. like, if you're at an equal skill, if one guy is, like, a fucking physical specimen and the other guy didn't train, obviously that's part of it. But if you fucking put more time into training and studying your opponent, chances are you're going to win. And and that's why I always... um. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not always going to bank on this person, but I always appreciate the person that, like I said, trains for a big fight going like, look, they they suck at Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I'm a black belt, uh, I sh- but they're a great stand-up. I should probably train as a stand-up because if it comes to a ground game, I probably got it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be comfortable if it has to go to a ground game. So I should probably train as a stand-up just so I'm more inept, uh, uh, aware of, like, what's what's going on with that. You know, if 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 they want to take it there. You know what I'm saying? If I go to box someone and they've trained in MMA, I'm fucked. If I go to box someone and they know jiu-jitsu, I'm fucked. I I don't know anything about any of that. I just know how to punch people. and that, that's the world I come from. I've been doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu for fucking 20 years, you know. Uh, not, not, not you know, consistently, but, um, you know, from the first time I started training uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I was like 15 years old. You know, like Hoist Gracie was the man. You know, when he took down Ken Shamrock, it's like, dude, I'm a small dude. You know, weighed about what he weighed when he beat him. And I was like, cool, you can do this kind of shit and take out a big dude, great. You know, I need to learn that shit. And Maynard from Tool was doing it, and we we were huge Tool fans back in the day. So, like, you know, that's just kind of how it went from there. But you should always train to whoever you're going up against. Whatever their strengths are is where your focus as training should be if you've got a fight lined up, you know. Because yeah. you're gonna already you also, have your you also shouldn't you also shouldn't you also shouldn't betray your game plan either or your training. If you've been training a certain way and it got you to a certain point, then just go back on it. But yeah. like I said, if like that's you, your you, strength, you, you've already got a no, leg up. You obviously there. you well, well. That's how most fighters prepare anyway. They they focus on their weakness and try to improve it. At least that's what you're supposed to do. Dude, one of the saddest things to see for me is when a tra- is when a boxer switches trainers and gets knocked the fuck out first fight. That that <laughs> fucking sucks. 
it's like, oh, you idiot. You shouldn't have fucking done that. Like, there was, there was one dude, Triple G fought, who had, like, switched trainers, I remember, and Triple G just knocked him the fuck out, and his old trainer was there, like, and it was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> but, well, yeah, dude, I fucking... more in boxing than it is in MMA. Yeah, yeah, dude. Fucking, they said Corona would be the fucking great accelerator and fucking pushing everything forward that was going to die and shit. It certainly has has MMA on top of boxing more than ever right now. And I mean, I canceled my dad's MMA pretty much over over on a, on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, like, MMA really is really the only thing. thing going. Yeah, it's true, dude. I'm, last... I'm I'm really excited for these fights. It's so true that like. I did not give a fuck about this card before Masvidal. I'll throw Masvidal, and now I'm fucking amped for tomorrow night. Right. The, well, uh, I was amped the, for Jose Aldo to fight for a title. I, I, You know, he never got his rematch against Connor, and he got slept in a really, like, fucked up way. That was another situation yeah. where You fucking talk over. about emotions. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's the fucking poster boy fight for emotions changing everything. Because that, that before that, Jose Aldo was unbeatable. Like, I remember watching yeah. him destroy Uriah Faber's leg for fucking 25 minutes. I mean, re- feeling re- bad for that poor that leg boy. Yeah, that guy's still a monster. I mean, you know, regardless. Jose Aldo, he is really small, but really scary. Like, when you see him yeah. in person, yeah. you're like, I still ain't fucking with your small ass, bro. Like, you will fucking put mm-hmm. me in a box. Right. I mean, <laughs> as far as one of the most technical fucking, you know... As far as like uh, amongst the the lighter weight guys, you know, and, and and the technical superiority of somebody like Jose Aldo is just like it's it's unprecedented. It you know it just is. Well, you that's know, why it was so every, impressive for Connor to see him in thirteen seconds. Right. Well, everybody loses matches is what I'm saying. So it's like, and if you do, and I felt the same way about the Cowboy thing. I think if that match could have lasted 10 seconds longer, we would have had a good long match on our hands. You understand what I mean? So don't get me wrong. I I don't fault people for getting snook inside of fucking, you know, 20 seconds of a fight. You know, I really don't fault whoever lost because... Sometimes you get tapped and that shit happens, and it sucks. You get and it sucks for, it's that simple. Yeah, yeah. You just get caught quick, and that sucks for us as fans. And it definitely gets it sucks if you're the fucking person that lost the fight. But um, I, I really just don't think that those quick ass fights like that take away from uh, your legacy of of being a superior fighter, though. I I don't, you know. I just I I don't I don't believe that that takes away from it if you get if you have one of those very quick ending fights that that takes away yeah, no. from how it, dope it, you it, are. It, 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 it's a, in well, boxing it does Silva. in UFC it does. Anderson Silva is a, bo- a, a good example of that. Like yeah. Anderson was untouchable until he got caught by Wyman and then broke his leg. Yep. That was brutal. You, you know what I mean? Like like it, it, it was just a really bad set of circumstances. But that also, doesn't take away from you his also legacy. This thing, you also had that thing with Anderson where he was being very fucking cocky with a lot of people. And I don't care who you are or where you come <laughs> from. Fucking, when you get to be that cocky, fucking people take a certain revel in fucking wanting to see you get destroyed like that. You know what I mean? Like, well, like he, the, he also, 
he him dropping his hands and the the way that Weidman caught him when he put him to sleep was just it and was not a perfectly fine punch. Start, start it, it was just no perfectly respect fine. for your opponent, you know? Like you should take every At fight that, seriously. Oh, oh, oh. I get that, but think about your Anderson Silva and you're fighting Chris Weidman, who is a virtual unknown at that point. The only reason Chris Chris Weidman got that title fight is because Anderson had cleaned out the division. Nobody gave Weidman a, a fucking play. He was probably one of the biggest underdogs in UFC history going into that fight. And all it took was Anderson dropping his hands, being pretty like he always does. Like, if he got no respect for your hands, that's what he does. He does shit like that, or he punches you in the thigh. And he and, literally, Weidman caught him with a haymaker. Yeah, and, and and I talked to my dad about this the other night, too. Um, because I've gotten my dad into, like, I grew up watching boxing, you know, pretty like, exclusively, you know, until UFC really started to become a thing or whatever. But um, you know, my dad my dad's a huge boxing fan and it's like we talked about this the other night and I was just like, you know, what I hate more than anybody else and it doesn't have to be a fight yet. I mean I hate it before it ever becomes a fight. But I have a lot of disdain for people that try to play me low. You know, like I'm that cat to steal on. You know what I mean? Like I, I have yeah, a I feel real that. Dist- I have a real disdain for people that's like that try to play me low like that. I I really do, you know. So it's very important for me to take people out that are like that. And Silva played that fucking card way too fucking long. There was gonna be somebody, and it doesn't matter if he was an unknown or not. You know, somebody was gonna fucking call the card if you want to act that cocky and fucking play everybody low like you're the baddest motherfucker on the planet well guess what everybody you every, call... everybody tried it though everybody tried it yeah like, I, i'm it, just it, saying you're gonna like get snuck you're gonna get snuck when, when eventually he fought forrest griffin and he slept forrest griffin walking backwards like like that wasn't even him being cocky that was just, I'm not. I'm not saying. I was, I'm not saying was, Silva wasn't only a bad motherfucker. Of course he, he is. He behaved but, the way that he acted with Chris Weidman was the same way he acted against Damian Meyer. The difference is Chris Weidman was a white boy from Jersey who had no problem throwing hands. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would never I, act cocky I mean, or talk I get shit. You. I don't know what, why people do that. Yeah. Oh, really, right. Joe? That's coming from you, dude. <laughs> That's the funniest shit I heard all week, dude. That is the funniest shit I heard all week. I don't even know why people do that. Do you not? Yeah, man. Once again, just, I'll bring know, up the name Colby Covington and tell you, like, Col- Colby Covington was a guy with skills a fucking iron jaw, and all that shit, but didn't start to get heat until he started talking shit. So that's, that's he did that you know what I own. mean? Like, he, was, he was smart about it. However, he worked himself into a shoot by getting kicked out of his gym. I get it. I get it. I mean, I'm just saying. Trump supporter is the funniest cheap heat gimmick ever if you can get away with it. Wouldn't fly in WWE. You know, well, but, the funniest thing about that, is with all that Trump shit that happened and Colby was like, I'm going to bring the, the welterweight championship to the White House, blah, 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 America this, America that. Kamaru Usman went to the White House. 
Yeah, I funny. don't believe Colby believes that for a fucking second either. That is purely fucking wrestling. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, 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 to be honest, I think he truly believed he was going to do this one. Uh, I, I think Colby thought he had that because that's just the way that he is. And if he didn't, he's an idiot. I don't think he I really just, cares about just, Donald Trump that much. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he cares about the MAGA shit as much as he fucking yeah. puts on oh, as all, I, at I, all. I mean, probably not. That's that's a really good way to like find a certain like fan base, isn't that right, Joseph? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. You've got to take those boomers' money. I bet he that's believes in them bitches good. he's hanging out with by the pool, though, man. Colby's got an interesting dude, I, Instagram. Dude, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm like not sure if anybody listened to it. I don't even know if it's out yet. But I did a podcast the other day, this fucking Indian dude's podcast called Midlife ISIS. It was pretty funny. And, uh, wait, what were we just saying? I'm fucked up. We, oh, yeah, fucking MAGA supporters. He fucking asked me, because, like, before the show we were talking, and I was saying how I definitely have a bunch of, like, Trump fans that like me because I, like, came up going against a tranny. And then when we were on the show, he asked me about it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll take their money, but, like, I don't really care about politics. And they were like, look at that. you, All this stuff between you and the Jews, but you are a Jew at the end of the day. All you care about is the money. I was like, yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh, shit. <laughs> she was like, yeah, give me that bread, cuz. It's like, that's, the, that's yeah. the other thing. It's like, everybody's got to find their fucking angle. You know, I don't care if it's us talking yeah. right now. Or Colby Covington, or fucking anybody else, Anderson. So I, I don't care anybody else on the planet. Everybody's got to find their angle to get what the fuck they need, you know. And sadly enough, like I'm, I, I hate to say it like that because like I'm a genuine enough dude in real life, and I believe all of us are that we're genuine enough dudes to where it's like we feel like we don't really need to do that. Based on like what we're yeah, what we're we really about in life, smoke weed. We all were graphic teas and smoke weed. We're all good people, <clears throat> right? But the sad part of the the reality of this issue is is that that's the fucking that's the the advertisement uh, model that 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 we're having to deal with nowadays. You know, as being whatever guy you're gonna be. To fucking get done what you need to get done, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, and and that sucks. I mean, honestly, it sucks. I wish I didn't have to be. You know, I'm sure, like, you know, I'd rather just be myself, and I try to as much as I can. But, you know, fucking, it sucks to have to be somebody that you're not just to get get some cheap heat going. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of the shit I've done to get cheap heat is, like, some of it is shit I don't actually think, but a lot of it is just me kind of, like, turned all the way up. It's just, right. you know, I definitely do have, like, asshole thoughts. Like, I'm not an asshole in real life, in my opinion, because I don't verbalize all them, and I don't treat everybody the way I may, like, have a thought. But when you're a heel, you take that quick thought you have of, like, if you when you're not being an asshole in a heel mode, you may see someone and see, like, you know... See, they have, like, fucked up hair, and, you know, you're like, you don't give a fuck, it's your friend. So you're like, you chill. But then if you're in heel mode, that's obviously the first fucking thing you go to because you're in asshole mode. The fact that you realize those things doesn't make you an asshole because everybody fucking realizes it. You know what I mean? 
don't know. Well, you also enjoy embracing that aspect of yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I definitely do really fucking enjoy that. But I'm pretty good, and I'm like, it's pretty amazing how I can turn it off and, like, turn it on and fucking do both. I'm pretty pretty happy with myself. Like, the other day, the first interview I did with fucking Duncan was just all serious, nice about my brand, and then I go and do a Nyla Rose interview an hour after, and I'm just yelling about trannies. But I can control it, so I'm not a mental patient. But maybe I am still a mental patient, depending who you ask. But, you know, that's just the way it is. That's just the well, way it's also it is. About like, yeah, it's, it's also just about making it, like, applicable to whatever you're trying to do in life. You know what I mean? Like, nobody yeah. wants to step over the, like, if you're, if you don't really mean it, you know what I mean? You're not trying to step over the fucking edge too far, like, in your real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, I do. It, it, but but you're trying you're trying to make it work for you, but it's like, you know, and, and I've, I I I got to say it again. I really do fucking hate it. Because I'm also a dude that is not um, you know, I have a lot of fucking things about me that personally that are kind of unlikable or or a little bit like too honest for a lot of people. But I okay, also made us. a promise I'm well. I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I made a promise to myself, and I had to tell my wife that shit the other night, where I was like, "I'm sorry that you bear the brunt of some of this stuff, but it's like I went through enough shit in my life where it was like I'm not gonna come in, I'm not gonna come to the table in a dishonest fashion. I'm not gonna be a yes man when what I really mean is." Fuck no, I'd rather chop my own dick and balls off than fucking do whatever the fuck it is that anybody's saying right now. You know, and I'm not going to go that's along. That's I'm not going. I'm not going to go along mm-hmm. with the fucking program. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not that guy anymore. You know, I where it's like it. I'm not going to say yes when what I really mean is no. And guess what? It might sound uh, harsh. It might be fucked up. But guess what? That's how I'm rolling, motherfuckers. And if you uh, don't yeah. like it. Everybody can get the fuck out because I'm going to be fine sitting here by myself at the end of the day. It, is it a lot yeah. worse? You know, yeah, yeah. I would rather have my family around me or whatever, but it's like I can't be disingenuine with the people I hold nearest You'll and dearest to my, to my life. You know, I can't, I can't be yeah. disingenuous. Yeah. Dude, fucking one of the things I've been thinking about recently is how – I'm in a position where I, like, can't get fired from a job. Like, all these people who cancel people and want to get people fired, and they can't do anything to me. So I basically need to use the position that I'm in to say whatever the fuck I want that will get normal people fired from their job because I can't do it. I consider that to be my job at this point, is that I'm in a position where they cannot fuck with me, so I need to use that to... Yeah, dude, I I'm not gonna call Chris crazy the N word on a live stream, so I think I'm fucking good. But but it feels, yeah, it feels fun. It feels it. fun to do that because it's like my clients are like geriatrics. You know, the people that buy yeah. from me are so like they don't even know how to work the goddamn internet. You understand what I'm I, saying? I, yeah, like the, you know, uh, you know, fucking Ernesto. I actually thought about doing a skit. Where I dress up like Dab and Granny and be like, "Why can you say nigga, but I can't say nigga?" <laughs> uh, 
Jesus. Yeah. I yeah. fucking thought it was. Dude, I thought it was a skit I'll, at first. I'll, when I saw I it, I thought it I'm was bullshit too. And then when I watched it, I was like, "Oh no, Gail, you did it again!" Yeah, <laughs> you dude. Shit face. I, that's why like, I thought like it was. She, she does she's, she's literally pouring no. booze in the video, like falling over. No, like why could you? Granny was say? wrecked. She was like, she was Granny like, was wrecked. It was so funny, dude. She's like, why and Chris was, was like, I, where'd my friend go? I was like, oh, no. Yeah, because why you can't say it with a hard R? <laughs> yeah. Like, you get a pass for the first one because you were selling a store. You you get no pass for that. That was, nope, sorry, right. Eddie. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> she put stank on it, dude. When she said it, she, she was some, like. She put some, like, like, the, like Chris said, <laughs> drunk granny is the racist granny. Yeah, dude. It sounded like he was trying to video chat with her off live stream and like talk with her and like let her I think fucking he was. get it out or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, Why'd then, you go live, Gail? Why'd you go live? He's like, Oh wait, before we get off, let me say the N word quick. <laughs> Just oh, oh. Man. I couldn't believe it, dude. Like I, cause he does go, a lot of to fun, go from like, lives with he, Drake. To, to blackballed in the industry in less than two months. Yeah. How do you go from she had a 1.4 million Instagram followers, one of the only verified weed people, and now I don't know if she deactivated her account or if Instagram nah, kicked her off. Nah, she deactivated it. Nah, she deactivated it. That's what I'd imagine. Has she talked to anyone you know, like Boom or anyone? Have you heard anything? Uh, I, I, so for after the first one, yes. After this one, no. This yeah, was the, rough. the like nah. This is this is this is a hard one to 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 try to talk yourself out of there, there lady. Like I co-signed yeah. the first one because I was I, in the stream and she was telling the story and I didn't find it offensive. However, this one's bad. That last one was yeah. This is one she, where she was pouring the henny and everything. Yeah, this is one where, like, you can tell that it's, like, it's very, she was, she was not, like, she was very familiar saying it. Yeah, that, like, that was a word that's been in her vocabulary for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, that video transformed her in my brain from, like, a cute old grandma who did a dab and it's adorable to, like, this old meth head who did a dab once it went viral then she made an account and has been trying to not get drunk and one say them, racial slurs on Instagram one, live one for five of them, years. One of them bitches she was the one of them bitches that told Rosa Parks to get to the back of the bus like most <laughs> likely the she's the old she, she might have been the one that gave Kent his first hand job <laughs> <laughs> no that was Dude, a she's the OG Karen raptor but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like, damn, Gail, you fucked up. You fucked up bad. Dude. And that older people nuts. really don't fucking realize and a lot of people like don't get me wrong, I get it. I've seen a plenty of shit with old people of all different races just say fucked up shit on on oh, yeah. TikTok or TikTok or YouTube or wherever. 
And oh it's just yeah, like, dude. And it's like everybody, I, everybody, if everybody gives those people a pass, though, for the most part, for the most part, yeah, unless it's too fucked up. If they're trying I, to be funny and old, then they give you know most most yeah, older people I, get a passes. But. My 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 fucking actual grandparents. I never heard them say any. I heard them say Abid, which is like what you call black people in Arabic. Like they would be like, oh, you get like they'd refer to black people as Abid, which if you like, I guess if you literally translate it, it means like slave. But it was just just what you call them in Arabic. Ooh, but the, the anyway, Mulayan, the Mulayan. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Abid. <laughs> but I remember my my stepdad's mother. She was a big baseball fan, and I remember she used to refer to one of the announcers. Suits as an n-word suit. She'd be like, he always wears those n-word suits. She obviously said the word, and it was, it was pretty fucking hilarious. Why you I wearing them nigga suits, boy? <laughs> yeah, she always say that. And like, my, my fucking stepdad made a joke recently about somebody like saying he 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 was like, oh, they like say more n-words than like grandma, like like. Like uh, like whatever his like mother's name was, it was pretty hilarious that he made a joke about his own mother saying the n word so much. <laughs> Jesus, you know what the weirdest thing the weirdest thing for me was was when whenever I heard it said in such a not just a nonchalant way, but it was like okay, my great grandfather like it was, this was a couple months before he died because he was like in and out of the hospital. And not only that, but he was like half fucking retarded at that point, you know. Like he was, he was all fucked up, you know. But then he said we had the nicest little nigger nurse in there, you know. And <laughs> this, this is a guy that was born in 1910. You know what I mean? Like the car had yeah. just come out. You know what I mean? But he was saying, like, he wasn't saying it in a disparaging way. That was the weird part about it. Was like, that was like what it was referred to as you know what i mean and and like that and that shit kind of caught me off guard because i was like well how racist is this is this just an old man fucking kind of saying it like how he you know how that was you know for him for yeah. most of his life or like uh you yeah. know and this is like yeah. the late 90s you know yeah. but he was like talking about like yeah. we had the nicest you know, and and, and 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 he said it like in a a way of uh, what what would you call that? Um, the uh, like like a the way, a way of racist? Of like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I mean, honestly, like in a way of gratitude. That that was like, of course, it was racist. Okay, like I'm not, I'm not. But but it was also yeah. said in like a, uh, a a way that that was like a. Um, God damn it! I'm missing the fucking buzzword that I really want to put out there. It but, was like normalized was, in his era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it was yeah. yeah it, that that was just a super weird part about it. It was like yeah. he wasn't meaning it disparagingly at all. You know, it was just a way yeah. to identify somebody, which of course was racist as fuck. But. Like I said, it wasn't like this fucking and you know n word nurse you know yeah, like like, like fu- we're taught she, that she nowadays. She pulled my catheter dude, out dude, fast on purpose. Dude, you know, no like, bullshit, <laughs> dude. No bullshit, dude. The first time that I found out what the n word was was my mom was watching a morning show and they were <laughs> discussing 
if, if it was okay for Jennifer Lopez to say the N-word or not. Because one of her songs, they just came out where she was like, I tell them niggas, they don't hear me, though. Like, whatever that song was. Remember that song? Right. I, no. I, I mean, that's was. my day. It was a Jennifer so, Lopez song. As, as, a common, as a common hood rule, like, 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 like Spanish motherfuckers can say that. Because that's just yeah, how it goes. Yeah, down. but... Dude, I'll fucking never forget. My, my, like, my mom was watching that shit, and I was like, "Wait, like, what is that?" And that was where I was like, learned what it was and why it was okay for certain people to say it. But dude, like a couple years ago, my dad came home from work, and he was like <laughs> so scared, he was, like gonna get in trouble. He was like, "I don't know, like why, like what, ha- like why I said it, but one of my like, like one of my employees came up to me, and it's a black guy, and we're really cool, and he came up to me, and I just said." What's up, nigga? And that was your dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, why Well, Joe, like, oh, you're also... What's going to happen? Your, fa- then- your, your, your father is also a person of color, so it's okay. You yeah, know? I guess. And then he said he, like, apologized to the guy or something. The guy was like, nah, you cool niggers. Something like that. My dad thought it was right. awesome. But yeah, it all yeah, sometimes, hey, it, depending, like, like, yeah, and I, I haven't given a blanket. Of course, you know, ask anybody on this line. I definitely haven't been given an inward pass indefinitely, but depending on the time and the manner, uh, I have from time to time. However, you know, that's the that's the other weird part about that is that there's these there's these. Uh, fucking shifty ass rules with a lot of shit, you know, that 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 have been going on. And and don't get me wrong, you ask anybody in the past five years, it's a definite no across the board. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, I'm fucking Irish and Native American, which basically means I fucking drink a lot. You know what I mean? But it's like I always go to the powwows whenever we have them, you know, and take the kids and stuff, so it's like, you know, that's a part of my heritage I like a lot, you know what I mean, so, you know, like, I, yeah, you know, so, so, like, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the majority of my heritage is Irish and Native American, uh, so, it's like, I don't know where I fall, but, you know, you look at me, anybody asks, asks me, it's like, yeah, I'm just another fucking white boy, but it's like, you know, there's there's certain amount of this shit that you and I don't mean like giving an inward pass. I'm just saying that like, you know, there, there there's some stuff that people fucking attribute to you just by looks alone. Where it's like, no, nah, I have a real great empathy for, uh, you know, like what my what my ancestors went through on the Native American side. And even on the Irish side, you know, Irish and Italian people were indentured servants in this country when it first landed. You know, it wasn't as bad as slavery. No, it wasn't. You know, no, it wasn't. Yeah, Ernesto but is just waiting it, to get at it was, right now. Yeah, and he can, was, you know. I, I'm glad he, he can. No, because I, I, I got nothing to say. Indentured servitude is exactly what he said it is. I'm not saying it's the same as slavery. You know, of course slavery was worse than what the Irish and Italians people went went through. Was was it as bad as uh what Native Americans have been through? 
Um, you know, that's debatable. The Chinese but, gotta work. Like, like the, the Chinese is, is one group of people that people Why ain't Chinese, got, motherfucker? They, so the, 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 the Chinese got hoes. <laughs> like, if you think about it, like, the Chinese got railroaded, literally. Like, that's yeah. the whole reason they motherfuckers were allowed to come over here, build railroads. Get it. Were they fucked right. worse than the Japanese? Weren't Japs fucked pretty hard? The, yeah. The Japs well, just only got fucked because while. of World War Two. It was, yeah, only, was just, during World War Two. It was like yeah, y'all got oh, to kill here for a minute. Yeah. But it was only Japanese. It wasn't Chinese. The, the Chinese were like cool. Did, were did like, we yeah, send y'all can, Japs y'all to camps in America? Is that true? Yeah, they were yeah. in Nevada. Yeah. That's crazy. They were, the they, were, they were all over the West. There was, wow. there was a handful of different internment camps throughout California and Nevada and Arizona, like. You know, everywhere along the West, essentially. Because in, like, the early 1800s, well, the late 1800s, like, uh, once the West started getting explored, a bunch of Chinese and Japanese came to literally help build the railroad. Like, that was the whole purpose of them being yeah. So when World That's War II hit, it was a huge population, and they were like, uh, we don't trust y'all. You guys are going to come chill and out you in, talk, in these camps real quick. You want to talk mm-hmm. about racism... Mm-hmm. You want to talk about racism? They didn't even fucking just look up fucking. I know it's I know it's widely talked about how the Japanese were rounded up and sent to camps, but I'm not. I don't don't let anybody mistake you. Historically speaking, the Chinese, the Koreans, the fucking people that didn't have anything to do with Pearl Harbor, essentially. If you look like those people, you got rounded up. Too, you yeah. know what I'm saying? There's a lot of those people that got rounded up that had nothing to do with uh, Japanese nationality at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not only that, yeah. but they also used that as the uh, extensive, you know, tail end of the gold rush to where it was like, well, we can get all these motherfuckers out of the way, and then you let the, you know, white settlers and whatnot go clear up gold mines in the next five to ten years. While these people are, you know, having a hard time getting back to whatever their reality is. You know what I mean? So it was also yeah. a money grab. Yeah. It was a money grab for a lot of fucking white people overall, you know, uh, for, yeah. for whatever yeah. was left of the gold at that time in those areas. Fucking white people. <laughs> white, pe- white, white people got over. Yeah. But now they can't. But now they can't deal with being called Karen. Oh no, dude, the world's fucking nuts, dude. I honestly, dude, I've been having conversations with my girlfriend, dude. The other day, I fucking said to her, I was like, I really feel like America's about to turn into the Middle East, and she was like, it's about to turn into the Philippines, and I was like, yeah, like it's gonna be a third world country, but like the bottom line that we're that we're, we're, we're both getting to here. Is that it's gonna what? be a fucking third what, world was country? That, in was no that time. her implication though? Was that her implication that it was gonna be a third world country or, or is there some yeah, dispute yeah. in the Philippines? She didn't mean good I, she didn't mean good when she said it's gonna be the Philippines. She came no, here no, for a I, reason. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean good. I just didn't know if there was some internal civil war struggle in the Philippines I didn't know about. No, it's just corrupt as fuck. Like if you need any like 
she was saying, like, if you need something or, like, they just, you know, you pay a fucking congressman or whatever the fuck right. you do. It's all just fucking completely corrupt and, like, you don't have choices. And, you know, that's what it's going to be like here in no time. Because it's just chaos and civil unrest pretty much. Like The weird the weird thing about that is is that, especially in o- overtly, like, I really don't think that it works this way in America as much as it does for um, – in other countries where it's like you talk about a guy like me right okay so like i just bought the the business that i've been working for for 10 years and it's like i really wish i could go grease the palms of a congressman or whatever to make sure that we're allowed to operate in the way that we um want to right you know what i mean but i think in some of those third world countries just an average businessman could make that investment and make it work for them. You know, I don't oh, think yeah. that somebody's, I don't think that somebody like on the level is like somebody like me, you know, or, or equivalent, you know, that owns an independent restaurant or, you know, whatever, you know, like, like your average Joe type of dude. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, her, I don't, I don't her, think that that's really possible. At yeah. That, in I that mean, dude, like her, here, her family is like, her family is like pretty well connected there and they have like a farm and then they want to turn, they turn part of it into like a fucking resort. So like, all right, this part's the hotel, this part's the farm here. If you want to do that, they're going to be like, well, you're going to need a permit for this part to be this. And it's going to need to meet this specification. And you're going to need this much money. And in the Philippines, you could fucking lightly grease the palm of a local politician and, in all honesty, that's more like an investment for you because you're allowed to run rampant. And and yeah. here in America, it's like, hey, you're not going to have a lower-level person, a lower-level businessman cannot fucking grease the palm of a politician and expect any genuine, uh, you know, uh, investment uh, opportunity yeah. with that. You Dude, know? it's fucking you might, you might get left alone. You might yeah, get left it's fucking alone, but it's not. Yeah, dude, it's fucking debatably more corrupt here because here they'll say, "Yeah, everything's legal, weed's legal, you have freedom," but we're gonna make it so if you want to get into weed, you need to have twenty million dollars. So that way, the only people who can profit off weed is people who are already billionaires because we don't want any new people getting into this. So that's just, basically just, what they dude, do. Here. I just dealt with the shit with my stepdad out in fucking California. You know, yeah. they had a guy. That one of their the only reason they're able to operate is one of their business partners is a fucking it lives on the reservation is an Indian you know yeah and they That's and they tough. get to grow they get to grow all their shit on the reservation. And like that's you know that's part of their gimmick and and he's a super solid dude man dude, Vinny is a super was, solid dude. I don't know if this time meant what I am assuming it meant. But when I was on the Cape Cod, on the <laughs> fucking drunk Boston accent, I was Cape in the Cape Cod, Cape Cod Canal guy. I was over there on my fucking bike guy. But yeah, when I was over there, there was fucking one section that said only natives beyond this point or some shit. And on the other side of the fence, it looked like it was all Indians fishing. So like, I think in order to catch those fish, you had to be a fucking Native American. Or some That's shit. wild. Yeah, dude. I took a picture of the sign. I'll fucking send it to you. 
I've fucking well, like, posted I've been to the reservation the and, and, and I mean I, I don't think a lot of people understand a lot of what's going and this is not just one tribe or whatever and I know like like the politicism and what they show you on TV and all that stuff like forget everything about that kind of shit that you see on TV about all that but like there's been uh, an, an unspoken cry of a lot of fucked up shit on reservations just how like poor a lot of those fucking cats are you know oh yeah but also but there's also plenty of motherfuckers making bank too you know Mm. and and a lot of people don't know that it's not just like um you know like they get residuals from the casino if you live on the reservation you know what i mean but that's like there's no other real way to make a living you know, other than waiting for the fucking socialist handout of whatever the yeah. casinos make if you're living there. And that, and that sucks for a lot of fucking people that are that are doing that right now. I mean, yeah, and, and historically, you know, throughout Yeah, time. sometimes you got to fucking chop your dick off and wrestle for AEW, and that's the only way to make <laughs> it as a Native American. got to do you what know? you got to do, man. Ask, you can ask the Native beast, Tyler Rose. Next time yeah. I go out to Cali, I'm going to ask Vinny to build a fucking uh, goddamn wrestling ring, and we'll go out there and fucking do fucking... Hell uh, yeah. de- we'll do Arabian Nights under the fucking moonlight <laughs> out there in San Diego, dude. You know, dude, fuck. my fucking... My ultimate dream right now is to ride my e-bike on Venice Beach. <laughs> I'll kick your candy ass, dog. My ultimate dream <laughs> is to ride my e-bike on Venice Beach... I want to ride my bike near where Shagaspar drowned. I want to go ride it there, dude. It's so nice, man. I went there when I dated the chick from L.A. It's all fucking, it's all just taco stands and yerba mate and churros, dude. And you just, I want to ride my bike there, dude. I'm going By to the way, haul those, those taco yeah? trucks are the best fucking burritos you'll fucking find. Like so all of good, those tacos dude. and burritos. A so taco good, truck dude. in San Diego is probably the best you'll ever find as far as, like, I've never been to San Diego. Like, I just went to L.A. I'm famous. But, dude, fucking, uh, I'm getting a tow, a tow thing installed in my car and then a bike rack, and I'm going to put the bikes in the back, and then I'm going to go on a road trip, and I want to ride my bike in Vegas and in fucking California. I'm probably going to do it when it gets cold out here. I'm going to say, fuck you, they're, fucks. They're closing Vegas at midnight again. That's fucking gay. I'm going to do this. I want to do this for my 30th birthday in November. I don't want to turn 30 in Massachusetts. I want to go on a road trip for my birthday with my e-bike and my Asian girlfriend and go ride my e-bike <laughs> in another state where it's warm with my Asian girlfriend. And that's pretty much the fucking game plan right now. Are you so, sure she's Asian? She's well, Filipino. Uh, final thoughts, gentlemen. She's Mexican. We gotta wrap it up. We're about to get yeah, cut off a, here. She's so. a fucking chink spick, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, yo, we got we got like three minutes left. So if anybody final wants thoughts, final thoughts, it's fucking great show. Love you guys. This was a good night. I'm drunk now. Oh yeah. Fucking something I didn't mention tonight. I wanted to mention is HBO Max is the shit. HBO Max yo, is better than Netflix. Yo, it, it, it's it, better it sure than everything. Is. If you have yo, 
watch Doom Patrol. That was what my final thought was going to be. You need to watch Doom Patrol. I That's that weird superhero, superhero looking show, right? Bro. Yeah. Bro, it's so I saw weird. I commercial. So I was like, fuck. what the fuck is this? Bro. It, I'm going to go rip uh, okay, the volcano so you know how, and check it out, dude. And what, they just started their at, second season, right? Like, that's... that's uh, yeah, the, yeah, it just started... Uh, it was on DC Universe, and then HBO Max picked it up. I, so I saw now when it first... So every I, Thursday on both. Yeah, I saw when it first came out, but I haven't seen any of it yet, but... Dude, they have oh, every South bro, Park it, episode, it is, everything with Adult gold. Swim. We talked about Adult Swim last week. Dude, they have every fucking adult... Or we talked about a couple weeks ago. They have fucking every robot chicken. They have every fucking every uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. They have every Bird right. Docs. They have everything, dude. It's the fucking shit. It's the best app. Uh, when they start pu- when, when they start putting the Harley Quinn sh- uh, cartoon on there, y'all gotta watch that shit too. That is the best Fuck. like superhero cartoon you will- bro. I thought the same thing. It's hilarious. It's a cartoon. I'll give you a, a line. Uh, I hope you got vaccinated for HPV because we're going to college. <laughs> that That's just awesome. one line. Or, you know, the I'll... Joker talking about how Harley gave him VD. Wait, so this shit already exists, but it's not on HBO Max yet? Yes. Uh, uh, I don't think it's on there yet. I can tell you right now. Hold on. Actually, yeah, just Word. go to the DC stuff. If it's not on there, you can find it. But it's definitely on uh, YouTube, and it's, oh. and it's it just finished its second season. Like this right. is on. Yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah well, I'm going to the rest of the weekend. So yeah, I'll definitely be like, yeah, I'm 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 into looking at new shows. So Hell, I'll yeah. say right now, but, Doom Patrol has no business being as good as it is. <laughs> Dude, I'll check it out and we'll fucking talk about I it next week. The whole, ne- next week. I binge watched the it. first season in like a day and a half. Wow. Is it hour long episodes, half hour long episodes? Yeah, uh, hour long episodes. But they, word, they word. put so much information and wild shit into it, you're just like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. yeah I'll fucking it's check. It's fucking crazy, sure. bro. That's not yeah, dude. Yeah, I, the commercial they thought. showed for it, they showed a commercial for it before South Park, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It was fucking nuts. But oh, yeah. hell like, yeah, dude. They have Brandon Fraser. It's like some of his best work since like the Mummy. Word. He is fucking. I'm gonna go fuck since, since, like the whole since, since Encino Man. It's the best work he's done since Encino Man. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> His character dude. is a mixture of Ricky Bobby and the dude from Eastbound and Down. Ah, uh, oh, cool. that's fucking awesome. Kenny Powers. Yeah, Kenny Powers? That's yes. great. Yes. Kenny Powers meets Ricky Bobby. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I got to check that to... out then. And yeah, then he, he turns into a robot. It's fantastic. <laughs> wow. All right, gonna... motherfuckers. Peace out. All right, yo, we out of here. Have a good weekend, y'all. Peace. Hook is in the street. Mm Mm-hmm.